in five, four, three, two, one. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hips, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Hey! All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 7th. Happy Election Day to you. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cars fans. (laughs) Cars fans. Looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world? Earn your master's in business analytics from the University of Louisville in just 12 months. There's no previous coding experience required. Delve into the world of analytics and data visualization, learning essential tools like R, Python, Power BI, machine learning, and more. Now available both online and in person. To get started or learn more, visit business.louisville.edu backslash MSBA today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 5.30. Damn you, IU basketball. Kicking us off the air a little bit early. Here on 14.50 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the third rock from the sun. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here on a Tuesday you know what we're going to talk about. The mighty Cardinals. Elections. Of the University of Louisville. Both of the basketball teams, unbeaten, untested, never daunted, never a doubt. 1-0, the men's team above 500 for the first time since January 29th, 2022. 40-0 still alive. Refused to lose Trevor Kelsey. We're feeling great. We're feeling fantastic. Only good vibes for the next two and a half hours. Only positive things to say, right? Right? That's right. Right? That's right, because you know what? At 1-0, we, we, we're like top 100 now, right? You know who's not undefeated right now? Jeff Brom. Maybe he should step his game up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Take a lesson from, or two from Kenny Payne right now. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, KP's undefeated. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the point. The, the, we're, maybe, maybe we need higher character warriors on, on the football team. Earn a little bit of that money, Jeff. What are you doing? Come on. Uh, we'll talk clean a lot. that mess up. We'll talk a lot about Louisville's ninety four ninety three. It sounds outrageous to say it out loud. Win over UMBC last night. I did call the one point win. Yeah, did you end up? Call, I knew you called like that. We, we weren't going to cover. Yeah, fifty nine fifty eight. Because you had it in a dream. I had a dream. We've been fifty nine fifty eight. I mean, we did win by a point. I had this weird thing a while back. I think I talked about it on the old radio show where I had all these sports dreams that like would always come like kind of like yours, like partially true. Like like it was you know. I would have this very specific dream, this very bizarre set of circumstances, and then like the the main gist of it would come true for a while, and then I had one that we like beat UK in the national title game, and that didn't didn't come true. So yeah, that, that that sucked. But like that, it's a little eerie. You had a dream that we beat UMBC by one. We beat UMBC by one. 
Um, I, t- I did tell you when, when the game was going on, the one thing I said, I was like, if you're talking about betting unders, this is the wrong game to do that. UMBC, Jim Ferry does not, he's fun and gun. He does not like defense. Uh, UMBC's ranked in the bottom 300 in the last two years, both two years under his watch in defense. Like, points should should be... Should be out there for Trey both White teams to score. He's a defensive genius. Well, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about all the ins and the outs of how it happened. We'll also talk about the women's team getting that big victory over Cincinnati, who basically, yeah. I mean, it just give us the keys to your athletic program. Like, they, besides men's basketball, everything else is it belongs to us. We own you. Just stop trying. Uh, all that good stuff. Else you got beat. Uh, we'll react to that, that as well. Fun. Haley Van Lith, pointing and laughing, was fun to do last night. It was a good overall night. It was, it it was. was a, a solid overall night. Certainly there are things that, that are, are, are worth discussing that are maybe not just all enthusiastic and all optimistic. But but Trevor, uh, first of all, how are you on this Tuesday afternoon? You oh, seem jolly. I am jolly. Why wouldn't I be jolly? I mean, everything, went, everything came up Trevor yesterday with the exception of the Jets. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Louisville won. Twice, twice for me because I also took I bet against us getting the points, but we won but didn't cover. So therefore, I feel like I won twice. Um, then I watched, I uh, finished uh, the couple episodes of Night Court, watched Saving Silverman, watched the Jets lose, uh, and, and then you know kind of fell asleep. But it was all in all a pretty good night. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's pretty simple. How was night one solo dad? Uh, not great. It was, it, was a little, it was a little rough. <laughs> you didn't you didn't call me to come over at any point. It was a little tough. I, I, I had to put did Virginia. You call, did you call the parents to come over at any point? No, okay. I, I had to put Virginia down during halftime. Wow, she that's was so, bad. She's so tired. Like she's, Mary's gonna be mad about that. Why? You had to put her down. Oh, oh you mean to sleep? Okay, she's not dead. She's okay. fine. <laughs> but she went down. It took John a little bit longer. John's just a night owl. He's killing me. But so like I, I finally get them both down, and I know that she's like so. Virginia is she's very upset about mommy being gone. She's still very upset about mommy being gone, and she was. She was just kind of like nervous the whole night. Like mommy does the whole nighttime routine with her, and she was just she was thrown off. She was just sad. So like you know, I was like I was like I'll stay with you, I'll sleep with you. So I put her to bed, and then I, I literally go upstairs to take like the quickest shower ever. What time was what time did she go to bed? By the way, like, halftime of the game. So okay, halftime. Okay, whatever that was, like eight. Something like so like finally I get John goes down. Madison, our babysitter, gets him down, uh, which was nice. And I go take a shower after both kids are down. I do the the, the post game write up and all that stuff. Finally, get to a chance to eat dinner. Good to go. What'd you have? McAllister's. Oh, good. That's good. It was good. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna sprint upstairs very quickly, take the quickest shower possible, like take the my medicine, come back down, and I'll hang out with her, maybe watch some TV shows and fall asleep. And of course, like the 30 seconds I'm in the shower, she wakes up. She can't find anybody in the house. She's flipping out. She's like, "Where's my daddy?" Where's? And she's like, comes just crying. She's like shaking. She's so scared. I was like, Aww. "Son of a bitch!" Like, like it was just the worst possible timing. So I felt terrible. Went down with her, got her back down. So she was kind of, she was restless all night. She was like nervous. She was gonna wake up and nobody was gonna be there. Um, so it was, it was, it was bad. But they both slept through the night. So that was the only thing that I was worried about because John's been getting up a ton, and I just needed to get at least like four hours of sleep. So that, that, that was nice. It was okay. Got the kids ready for school, all on my own. Virginia handed me a headband. She was like, "Do you want to put this headband in? Because I know you can't do hair." I was like, "You're, you're, you're not wrong." So. I didn't even try. I, I brushed the hair, but I can't do like the bun or the ponytail or anything like that. Eventually, I'm going to have to learn. But right now, I'm a yes. head. I'm a headband dad. But like snapper, like, what are you talking about, honey? Because Daddy's bald, didn't know anything about hair. Well, no, it's more like Daddy doesn't know how to do girls' hair because Daddy's not a girl and never. never Daddy had hasn't girls had hair before. since you were before you were born. That's well, that's true too. But I never also put my hair up in a bun or a ponytail when I did have hair. 
So I wouldn't know how to do it if I even if I did. I wish I could say the same. Yeah, I have. You've done man bun. I've done. Oh yeah. When, when, well, when the uh, my God, when, I would love to see a picture of that. Do you want to? See, I've got a, tw- a picture of you with a man bun. Oh yes. Yeah. It's 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 pretty good sized man bun too. It, it resembles uh, what's the guy that uh, that could bring people back to life in uh, Game of Thrones. The one he. Oh, had. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Are it you was. Kidding me? That's you had that. Oh yeah. I lo- I didn't get my haircut for almost two years because d- during the uh, paranoid parano- pan- uh, pandemic. Yeah, during 2020, I was like, no haircut, no. You had, wait, you had a man bun recently? Yeah. Well, I, this I've got to see. Like it's it, like you you see it now. It's it's decently long now. Like I can put it in like a little baby ponytail now. I, yeah, but I can't envision you with a man bun. It was it was a legit man bun. See this. I'd have my mom come and like put it in like a braid for me. See, exactly. You couldn't do it. Oh no, 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 no. That's I what I'm no saying. Chance. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea how to do hair. Like I've got no idea. I was like, I was like, can you come in here and just like put a picture and you know embarrass myself? She's like, okay. But we got them to school. We got them home. I, I picked them up and picked their their cousin Audrey up from school today and got them home. They they were all in one piece when I left. So we'll see how tonight goes. Tonight, just uh, just straight me. No help. We'll we'll see how it goes. Oh no, baby. Well, I mean, you don't have you no don't, games. You don't so have yeah. games. Oh yeah. So no. Uh, which, so we'll get, what's on the agenda tonight? Are we doing movies? We're doing. We'll get dinner going pretty quickly when I get home. Uh, go for maybe. I mean, usually we take go for a walk. Now it's like pitch black at six, so that's out the window. Um, Every time I some so I, I've been doing it a lot lately. But anytime I go and get uh, soupies, which is a really good place right around the corner from here. Like I'll go a different. I don't. I'll go like past Wagner on the way home, and every time I do that, I'm like, I wonder if I'll see Mike, and I never do. We, I mean, we used to go that route a lot. We still do a decent amount, but now, like with with two kids, we've kind of gone shorter. We just keep it off the kind of different route now. Oh, uh, okay. Shorter so you don't walk on the main street. Not anymore. usually like once a week, but not not as much. They used to be like where we would go every single day, but now less time. And and now it's so dark that we just you know, family walk time is kind of yeah. It's usually true. it's like me or Mary just taking Penny around the block so she can poop. That's that's pretty much it now. Uh, so that's it. Sucks. I hate it. I mean, for the back I walked out. I, I legit was driving home yesterday and. You, I mean, I'm sitting there. It's like six fifteen. You could have told me it was eleven thirty. <laughs> it was dark, wasn't it? It was so dark. Like, I'm, I'm so disoriented. And I'm just, like, I hate this. I hate this so much. Every fiber of my being just hates it. There's no reason for it to be this dark and have it be six fifteen. Get rid of daylight savings time. And look, we still have it kind of easy being on the edge of the Eastern Time Zone. I mean, Mary's in D.C. for work this week. It's like dark at like four thirty there. It, it just, it's so depressing. It's so awful. I hate being so disoriented to the world. I'm like, it could be eight, it could be midnight, it could be six. I've got no idea what time it is. Anytime I leave radio now, it sucks. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> like a parrot. Like put a blanket over your cage. You think it's nighttime? Go to bed. You're the worst. I, your man bun is bad, Trevor. You sent me the picture. Oh, that, that's that was the, first of all. That's not even a man bun. That's a, that, that is a ponytail. That's that's if, if I wrapped it around, it could be a bun. It's not a man bun. That, that's long enough to be a bun. See, this is my issue with you saying that you had a man bun. Is you don't have a, a man, you have far more hair than I do, but you are thin. I might have more on my chest than you. Own. Well, you have probably longer chest. You you are thin on top. It doesn't look like you, you can't do a man bun unless you have like a full head. Like this is a bad look for you. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, <laughs> so it, it was an Aaron judge. Unfortunately, in four years, I really haven't found a good look for myself. Just yet. I think you look great now, but, but uh, th- th- this is this was this was a mistake. Th- that was a misstep. Oh, that was just me. Me and Dugan were seeing who could get the hair, our hair the longest during the uh, during the twenty twenty thing. Dugan's hair is pretty long naturally. He's, yeah, and then he got his he's got pretty long too. I think he, I, I he I think I got mine cut before him too eventually, but 
I don't. I disagree. I think. I think if you that could be wrapped up into a bun. It was. Just, I just didn't. I just. I just. I just put it all back into a ponytail. There's not much there, bud. There's enough there. I don't think. I don't, I don't think you could bun it. That's a very small <laughs> ponytail. I'm just letting you know. Well, you know about ponytails. You already don't know anything about women's hair, anyway. I don't. I don't see. I mean, I know I can look at it, but I can't do it. Uh, what's, more, what's, what's, more, what's more funny than the ponytail or the chair I sent you yesterday? The chair looked. I mean, <laughs> the chair was hard to get a full-on visual. It uh, is. It, I, it's clearly I, tilting back. I can tell that. But you, you need to. You're gonna have to sit on it on Thursday. You don't. Get, you don't get the feel. I don't think you get the real feel of how tilted back no. it is from the. I saw. I thought that when I took it. I was like. You you, you got to almost get down to get down on the ground to get a good feel of how how back it is. Now I did walk in today here to the, the studio, and there's a little a lovely note for me. Right oh, here. you got a note on I our notepad. Note. Okay. Uh, in what looks like, and I can appreciate this because my handwriting looks. I'm assuming this is TJ. We both write like we're second graders. We both have the worst handwriting I've ever seen in my entire life. I see mine. But it's it was came with a Chick Fil A sauce and a uh, pure honey packet, and it just said, "Hey, Mike." Congrats on the big win over UMBC! Exclamation point. Have a great show! Exclamation point. Love KRC. And is a barbecue pack and a honey pack. Yeah, I don't know if that was intentional, but teamwork makes the dream work. We're a family here at Big X. Congrats! Hey, look, Kentucky made me money last night. I told you to. to you did. I gave out two picks: USC over Kansas State because Kansas State has guys suspended for the bar fight, and UK over New Mexico State. New Mexico State is going to be overvalued early this season because they've been historically good. And they're going to be real, real bad this year because they're a program in disarray. UK was a 16 point, 15 and a half point favorite when yeah. it went off. One se- by 40. That's a terrible lot. I think it was 17 when you told me, I think. It was 16 when we were doing the show. When okay, I looked it at 16, it there. Okay, okay. And then it went down to 15 and a half. I'm like, this is this is easy money. Because I, I said during the show. I like, wish I'd bet it too. I don't know. During the show, I was like, I can't bet this. It's UK. And then like when I kept, I was like, okay, well, this is, I'd be dumb not to. So I took that. I parlayed the USC game with that as well and made some money. I'll blame my friend Brian Smith for tossing out the R.J. Davis prop bet for over under one and a half threes. He's like, he's like that may be done by the first TV timeout. I'm like, all right, you're a UNC fan. I'll I'll, I'll trail you here. And then he goes one of six from three. He's a bum. Yeah, but I still made money because of You're UK. Not RJ. We'll both. UK and USC bailed me out. It was, it was a profitable night. Uh, my bet tonight, by the way, UC Irvine is going to cover uh, against uh, Just San like Jose Missouri State. State bet that didn't cover last night. Oh, I, I told you that wasn't going to happen. I texted the Texas like, eh, not, I told you not, to stay not, away not, from yeah. it. And you know why I didn't cover? Because Quinn Slazinski dropped 18 points on their head. <laughs> He's the leading scorer for West Virginia. Last I got night. a little worried when I went on there because he said he, t- he told us to get it five and a half. And I went on there and my, uh, when I was leaving and the spread went down to four. And it was at four and a half. And I thought, maybe I shouldn't bet this. Not a good bet. Not a good bet. I bet it. He owes me money now. Texas. Tonight, though, circle that one. UC Irvine, San Jose State. UC Irvine? Zot, zot, zot. Take the Anteaters to cover. I feel like the uh, I don't know I, don't, I can't remember who they're playing now, but I feel like the, I usually twelve point favorite. I feel like that should be. A I lot. saw that spread being a little bit low. They they, they play. Um, it's, it's nobody good. I know it was somebody. I remember it was uh, they went. It was a team that went like had a losing record last year. Um, now I'm. Now it's I want to say they have a name, but they had a losing record last year. Uh, no, it's it's Sunk City. Yeah, yeah, Florida Florida Gulf Gulf Coast. Coast. Yeah, that's what they had a name, but they weren't. But yeah, that's what it was. I knew I knew it was somebody had it that that was recognizable. That is a 6.30 tip-off, by were, the way. Were, you can hear like that right here on 14.50. The Big X, if you want to watch it, it's on the Big Ten Network. Go ahead. So, like, if you want to put some money on it, you can watch it there? Yeah. But you can't watch the pregame, which you can listen to here from 5.30 to 6.30 with Don Fisher. There you go. That's right. That's only on here. Uh, we want to hear from you today. Right it's going to be a busy text line day. I'm sure people have thoughts on, on what transpired last night. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. 
Thornton's best deals in the city at the pump. Inside, all you have to do is become a Refreshing Rewards member by downloading the Refreshing Rewards app, and you'll be saving yourself some money. Do that, and then text us at 502-414-1450. All right. big happen last night? Let's get into it. Louisville. Election Day. Did you vote? I didn't. Uh, how, when, when, do I, how long do I have to get to vote? You get until, what, six? Well, get out of here by 30, though. Yeah. Now, is this the, what race is today? Governor is the big one. Oh, okay, so this is the one I vote for Bashir or uh, Cameron. Exactly. Ooh. I I, I just did now remember. I did. I voted this morning. I just now remembered that you know, they have those bracelets now that annoy you so much. Oh, I hate them. And I, I was like, not going to grab one. And then I was like, oh, he's going to piss Trevor off. So I grabbed one, <laughs> but I forgot to put it on before I came here. I want the one that says, I didn't vote. I love showing it off to you because like, it makes you so mad. Like, I don't know why. People hate the stickers. They, oh, they just do it for the sticker. <laughs> Sound just like you. So I got it. I don't think I ever said that exact quote. I just realized now that I left it on the like the, the kitchen table at our house. So I, I do not have, but I did get the bracelet. I did vote this morning after I dropped the kids off at school. You got to put your, I don't believe you. Unless I see it on Facebook, I don't believe you. <laughs> if you don't post a I'm picture lying. of you wearing your bracelet in the car on Facebook, then technically your vote doesn't count. Uh, it's so funny that like this is, so my, my phone does a thing where like they have like a for you section on your pictures. And every now and then it will, like, if you had a day where you took a ton of pictures for whatever reason, it will, like, create this, like, mini video. And it did it for me. It was either yesterday or, like, two days ago. And I don't, remember, I don't even remember what we've been doing. Like, we've been, we've been out and about something. So I had a bunch of pictures of the kids. And, like, smack in the middle of, the, of all the pictures of the kids, it's a picture of my ballot from voting with you written in as, like, the, the, my vote for, like, Alderman or something. <laughs> like, Not, like, is that from today? No, it was from, from last year. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> th- this year there were no write-ins. There was no write-in stuff. Oh, I can't be written in for governor? Yeah, no. You, you, well, I guess you could technically be, but you weren't. You, you There was no, like, races where I couldn't vote for anybody. You have to see a vote and see my name just one vote. <laughs> but, like, so it was just funny. Like, all this, like, this, like, very, you know, like whimsical music and like my kids frolicking in the leaves and then it's just like Trevor Kelsey vote for for all <laughs> written into my handwriting with the music still playing. I didn't win. You didn't, or else you wouldn't be here. No, I could have. I could have turned the job down. But get out there and vote, everybody. Go vote. Unless you're not voting for the people that I like, in which case, don't go vote. I'm that's, not allowed to ask you who you vote for because if you tell me it doesn't come true, right? That's I think that's the way it works. <laughs> that's how it works. We're not talking about it. We don't talk. We don't talk about who we vote for. If you, but if you don't know, you've never listened to the show, probably. You don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think you've ever heard him say either. Ever say a word. I will say this though: if, if if Daniel Cameron wins, then I get to. I'll take credit for it for him, like bro hugging me in front of the entire city of Springfield and being like ruining my liberal rep. <laughs> he got the Rutherford bump back in mid in early October, which propelled him to victory. After Actually, being I, down saw by that, I saw that. I saw that ad yesterday. It was like Daniel Cameron's like, I'm the only one sponsored by Donald Trump and Mike Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> Appealing to all fan bases. Uh, so we'll see what He happens. wants to show up Master P. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture of you and P at the press conference with Daniel Cameron, like, uh, like uh, uh, photoshopped in, like in the background, <laughs> like Forrest Gump style. Like they invite me to like the victory party. I'm like, no, 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 can't. <laughs> can't do that. I'd go just for have fun. Open bar, dude. Open bar, dude. Uh, let's say, All right, let's talk about the big deal. Let's go. Now, Louisville wins last night in its men's basketball season opener, 94-93. Which That's again, right, baby. Yeah. Is a Woo! ridiculous thing over. to say out loud. 94-93. to uh, I mentioned this earlier. Cards, I had to go back and look it up. First time we've been over 500 in a men's basketball season since January 29th of 2022, which I actually thought that it was earlier in that season, the, the Mike Pegues year. 
where we fell below 500. I forgot that we were like 11 and four at one point that year, and then things just, just so that had been around not too long after the Bahama trip, right? Jan- early well, January. Well, no, late January. Oh, the late Bahama trip was in, was in Thanksgiving. It's, okay, you're right. So two months after that, I mean, we, again, we started 11 and four. Like there was there was some hope, and think about like how upset we were when we were 11 and four. We're like, this team sucks. Like we may not make the NCAA tournament. Like that was a bad year for us at that point in time. And then, you know, things go south from there. Uh, Matt comes back. The team kind of falls apart once conference play starts. And it actually, it was a loss to Duke that that, that sent us below 500 for the first time. Well, that was I was about to look up, too. It, it was a loss to Duke at home, 74-65, that dropped us to, uh, to I guess, that, that dropped us to 11-10. and 10, Then we went below with a loss to North Carolina. It was that North Carolina loss in overtime that we should have won. Remember that we got screwed by the refs? Oh, yeah, the Baycott. Yeah, where I refused to acknowledge it as a loss. I was like, no, we won. Yeah. We I've, won that I've game. done that for a few games in life. LLS went nuts. And then, you know, that was in the middle of a what would wind up being a seven-game losing streak. But it is crazy. I mean, that team, I mean, yeah, we were 10-4. and four, And four, we started 4-0 in the ACC that year. We doubled our ACC wins from last season without a loss two years ago, which is just a, a nutso thing to talk about. But... You know, it went south very quickly, and Louisville finishes that year with just 13 wins. And we have not been over 500 since that day. It's uh, that last win that season. I guess that was that was Boston. Was Boston College? That was the the flood game, right? We well, we won a game in the conference tournament. We beat Georgia Tech. Oh yeah, we did it right. Yeah, you're right. and then I think our and last we beat Clemson. Actually, I meant before we lost the 500. Though. Before yeah, before things just kind of yeah. fully went to hell. Was uh, yeah the, the 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 BC game, and then the there was the Notre Dame game right after the BC game where. We honored Russ Smith, and then you could tell mm-hmm. people like booed Chris Mack, and he was he was upset, all upset about it. And then that was the the Malik Williams press conference afterwards, and then the Virginia game on the night was the last game that he coached. And so the, yeah, the Duke game was. Uh, which again, like, it, it's crazy. We're sitting here talking about like that being such a colossal failure, and the fans like fire Chris Mack, fire Chris Mack. We were still above five hundred in the ACC. We that were was Coach K's last game against us. We were five and four in the ACC. And we were like, this is just unacceptable. This is just, this is, this is terrible. And like now we're like, man, if we get to five and four in the ACC, you got to give this guy a third year. Like if we win five games in the ACC total, we go five and fifteen. One and zero, and I'm ready to throw a party. It, it, it is insane how far we've fallen. And I don't mean to start this on that that foot, but like, no, it's supposed to be all good vibes, dude. What are you doing? People keep doing this thing where it's like, you know, we've been bad for the last five years, relative to our own standards for sure, but. This is this is different. And Louisville last night, 94-93, again, is the final score. It looked awful for most of the night. Uh, the cards trailed by, what, eight at halftime, as many as 11 in the second half. They, yeah. I know UMBC plays the fun and gun style, but that only works if you just don't defend at all, and we did not defend at all. Like, cool that we scored 94 points, cool that we scored 60 points in the paint, which was our most in a game since scoring 60 against Louisiana, I think back in 2013, those was the Montrose Herald days. Like, like there, there were certainly some good things that I thought stood out. Mike James playing with a ton of heart and getting a double-double, 25 points, 10 James rebounds. Part of his team. He's, he's, he certainly is the guy that I think you, who embodies what we want Louisville basketball players to be the most. But just the unwillingness to guard was... I don't want to say shocking to me because I saw it all last year, but just the, the the unwillingness to change as time went on. And some of it was UMBC made some 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 good shots. There were a couple of times where we had guys that were contesting outside jumpers, and UMBC just you know 
made some looks, but a lot of it, you know, people are like, well, they went 11 to 19 from three. That's you, you're not going to beat many teams when they score that way. They went 11 to 19 from three because they were taking wide open threes because we have no idea how to keep guys in front of us. And we have no idea how to help. We don't, we can't switch on a pick and roll. I we mean, don't know when to help and when to, when not to help. We just, and, and we don't learn. Like we'll leave a wide, a really good shooter open and he'll knock down three or four threes. And the guy who's guarding him, I mean, at that point, if you're the coach, you say, do not leave him. Let somebody else help. Or if the guy gets beat, give up the two and try to try to have a, a big contest at the rim. And we'll still, like, like, like we overhelp every single time. We li- leave really good shooters open all the time. We did it all last year, and we did it last night. If a guy's made three or four in a row, just stay with him. Do not leave him alone on the perimeter. We just don't seem to understand that. But and Poor Dennis Evans, been, every time he's in the pick and roll, I mean, it's... And look, and Dennis, like I, I, I did, you're gonna have to get used to that because teams are gonna start doing that to you. At some point, I'm like, can we just go to a zone if Dennis is gonna be in the game? I mean, just- you joke, but like this team would be very well suited to be a zone team. We have a lot of length. We I have a, we have a huge seven three guy to be a rim protector. Like this could be a very good zone team, matchup zone two three zone one three whatever you want to implement. They could be a good zone team, but we have a coach who doesn't want to play zone. And when we did it last year, we looked like we'd never played a zone before. And then you shouldn't have to go to zone against UMBC, but there's going to be games in the conferences that – I agree. I mean, I think – especially if you want to go small, too. I mean, you go with Evans at the, the five in a zone with almost a four guard with, you know, James, Clark, White, and maybe just – and I know we didn't see a lot of Chris Williams yesterday, but someone like, like him out there just in, – in, in that way you can just play fast and still drop back in a zone and not get hurt as much. I just don't know if this team can play zone. They'll get. I mean, they get lost in man to man, though. We get lost a lot. Yeah, I mean, zone. You're gonna get. That's the. That's the only problem I have is that I just don't. Yeah, defensively, this team. Yeah, it's just. It, it, it bothers me. So it's seen. And, and let let the record show before we go any further because I did want to start off on a pause. I know we're being sarcastic and saying some things. I, I was very happy to see them win because I, oh, yeah. I. It was Denny Crum night. I, I know it meant a lot to Kenny Payne, and I do think that the. The winning. lingering effects of losing that game would have been significant. It, it, you know, these you can just tell watching them play. These guys don't have confidence. Like like they last night they had zero confidence. When UMBC started making some outside shots, our guys just started doing like the whole like I know what they're going to be talking about on Twitter. I know what they're going to like. They can hear the murmurs in the crowd. We just lost to Kentucky Wesleyan. Like you could just tell that their shoulders were slumping. They were down a little bit. And if they lose that game to UMBC, who According to the preseason analytics, is the second worst team that you're going to play this year. I, I don't know if they have any chance to bounce back from that. I don't know if they have any chance to be, you know, remotely good anyway. But if they lose that one, all hopes out the window. I, I thought that Eric Crawford was right when he wrote before the game that it had a postseason feel to it. Like, like as far as you just simply cannot lose that game. Like you can't. If you win by one, it's not ideal. But win by one, win by ten, win by a hundred. Just you, you've got to find a way to win that game. If you lose, I mean, I, you and I were texting during the game. Like I, I said, I was going to go scorched earth if we lost, and just be like, you know what? All that wait and see talk, all that who's going to be the next coach talk, like to hell with it. Like we're going to get right into it because this season's already done. They finally, they found a way to win. It was maybe the funniest ending that I've ever seen in my entire life. Objectively speaking, I mean, it, it was... wasn't funny when I watched it as a Louisville fan. But looking back on it, when time like kind of settled down, uh, the, the dust cleared. I mean, Louisville set the stage. It seems like Louisville's got things in hand. Like they 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 fight back. The crowd's to their credit is going nuts. They're on their feet. We have a four point lead with under a minute to go. Most Louisville teams against a UMBC squad, you're like, okay, we've we've locked this thing up. It's over. 
In fact, I'm like, you know, I'm, I go outside real quick to, to grab some food. And my neighbor's like, did they win? And I'm like, they're about to. Like, I, that's how confident I am. I'm like, it's, you know, we're good here. No? I wish I was that confident at that point still. I mean, you'd think I learned, but apparently I don't. Uh, Sky Clark turns the ball over. Yep. They miss a shot, get an offensive rebound. The Deion Brown kid makes a layup. Then, and we foul. We, we, they, they get a three-point play. That was the, that was the play where he, Sky, he, he took Clark one-on-one and he, he Clark fell for the pump fake. Look, there were a lot of plays where they took Sky Clark one on one. And he fell for the bump. I thing. think Sky did some really good things on offense. I, I think defensively, he and it's not just him; it's everybody it has a long way to go. But so then they foul Sky Clark. He misses the front end of a one and one. We or he, he misses the the front end of two shots. Makes the second one. Then we give up a wide open layup to tie the game. So it's ninety two ninety two. There are sixteen seconds to play. I mean, any eight year old. Who's playing basketball is like, all right, we're holding for the last shot, right? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Like every single person who's played basketball past the level of like bitty ball knows in that situation, we win or we go to overtime. We're not putting bringing about the possibility of losing, right? Uh, the only other option would have been called timeout, maybe because we had one. Trey White goes full Leroy Jenkins. He's like, all right, time's up. Let's do this. Trey White did what Trey White did. Leroy Jenkins. Like, he puts the head down. Good reference. Goes right to the basket for no reason. An unforgivable mistake. Loses the ball on the way up. The UMBC player gets it. Trey White, compounding his mistake, seemingly, decides it's not just enough that I've given them a chance to, to win this game. I'm going to assault this dude. Probably get called for a foul. Let them have a chance to go down there and shoot free throws to basically win well, this he, game. He did commit like three fouls. He did. That's what I'm saying. Like, like he assaulted the UMBC player. There's no question about it. And, and like in the struggle for the ball, the ball suddenly gets like lost. It comes up in the air. You, 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 we can argue about whether or not he made like a, a right-handed tap to actually pass the ball, or if it was just an accident. I think it was the tap uh, uh, is the result of him trying to grab it and not getting a hold of it. I mean, yeah, he, he he grabbed the guy first, then the ball kind of comes loose, then he kind of taps the ball. Anyway, it, however it happens, it ends up being a perfect alley-oop to J.J. Trainer, who dunks it, and the crowd reaction is kind of like, it's like half very excited, half what the hell just happened. I mean, Kent Taylor's call is like, what just happened? I have no but idea. Kent was like, what an alley-oop by Trey White. <laughs> I mean, I think, I'm like, well, I think his yeah. exact word when it happened, because the clip's out there now, is he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes what just happened? I'm like, that's, I, everyone has the exact same thought. But is it over then? No, no, no. <laughs> UMBC, they, they do what they did all night, get the ball quickly, move down the floor. And you can see if you watch the game, Danny Manning's trying to call timeout. He's like, timeout, timeout, timeout. Kenny Payne is like motioning for everybody to just run back down the floor like he always does. I thought Danny was awake. Danny stood up multiple times during this I game. I think, he's heard, I think he's heard the criticism. He was standing up, like, which it's pathetic that we have to acknowledge that and praise it, but he was standing up multiple times Danny's during like, the you game. take one little cat nap during an exhibition game and everyone gives you hell. Hold it over here. It's like, you hit seven home runs, nobody calls you a home run hitter. You take one nap on the bench, you're a napper for the rest of your life. Uh, he so so they UMBC actually had two really good looks at a three if they wanted them. They and did. I, I was shocked. The, the guy on the wing has a good look. He doesn't take it. He passes it to the guy in the corner who has a wide open look. He doesn't take it. I was like, oh, thank God. They pass it to Kadarius Smith, who is I don't know, seventeen <laughs> feet out of bounds. I think he was sitting behind the cheerleaders. He was legit in the first row. <laughs> no, and Burt Smith, who's the official, <laughs> is looking directly at when, him. When they originally did this play before they went to the replay. And he caught it, and I, 
and the announcers aren't saying anything. The players are. I'm thinking to myself. I thought I was saying things. I like how high am I? I thought I was the like, same thing. I was not high. Was and I was he like, not out of bounds. Like, did I eat too many? I mean, what is? Am I delusional? I was stone cold sober, and I was like, what was in the McAllisters? Like, I, I, I like how is nobody pointing this out? He clearly is eight feet out of bounds. And they show the replay. Not one foot's out of bounds, but both feet are yeah. very clearly out of bounds. Then he, then he, when he moves, he stays out of bounds. The official, like, that was the point. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was very, very focused on winning. And like in any other situation, like I'm going to be furious. Like I was almost laughing at that point at them not. I'm like, this is just a, a an absurd ending to an absurd game. This is ridiculous. It almost did seem kind of poetic though that they would get away with that after we got away with going ahead the way we did. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was like, hey, you know, tit for tat. You guys, we we took advantage of our no call. Try to take advantage of your no call. We foul him. Scott Clark, I think, commits the foul on, on Smith, who's not a good free throw shooter. No, Clark was already, I think, already gone by that point, but yeah. No, he, he got he committed the foul. Oh, was that his fifth then? Yeah, he committed okay. the foul with two seconds. Uh Smith makes the first, misses the second. We still don't corral the rebound. They like bobble it and move it around and then don't get a shot up. And it was kind of like it was just like this <laughs> muted celebration. The players deserve to celebrate. I'm glad they did. But I think everybody watching from home and most of the fans of the game were like, oh my God. Like, yay! But also what what the hell was that? I mean, it was just the, the most the, the strangest final twenty seconds to a game that I've ever seen in thirty eight years of being a Louisville fan. It, it I mean, how fitting though so we bizarre. went on Denny night with a dunk though. True, I, mean, and I, I like that. And now uh, that's a good point. I mean, I thought that was kind of fitting, and you know, kind of. And, and, and as you watched, of course, the you know the great montage about him it, that we saw before release yesterday, and then during halftime as well, the game. And it talks about you know you know Milt hitting the free throws to clinch the championship. Mm-hmm. They couldn't hit the free throws to clinch the game. I love where your head is right now. It was all it all kind of poetically matched up. Denny was looking down. Denny was looking down. Guiding. I mean, uh, also, I mean, like Denny, can you not help us beat UMBC by more than one though? He's like, hey, I can only do so much, man. He's like, I tried to teach Kenny, teach Kenny all I could in those four years. I mean, I can only help you so much. We finally got him to stop helping Dabo. Like, I mean, just, it, just, just take the win, guys. I mean, you gave me a seat in section one hundred six for God's sake. You couldn't give me a little courtside or something. Well, that's where he's at. I know. <laughs> I did like the black seat with the flowers. I thought it was very cool. Uh, now, this question now is that seat now not unavailable to anyone else? I think that's right. I think that that's what I think it's always going to be empty. Like, could you imagine? Like, because somebody actually just get drunk, sits down on. It. I mean, he's going to get booed out of the place. I right? hope he kick his ass. <laughs> he's gonna get- <laughs> it's like mayhem at the KFC Yum Center. Like some poor like Syracuse fan has no idea what he's doing. Just yeah, I mean, like, exactly. Kill him! <laughs> wow, that seat's empty. No one's sitting there. Like, okay, <laughs> this is the fan of the day seat. Tragedy struck at the KFC Yum Center today when a. Jacksonville State fan was brutally mauled by a contingent of Louisville fans. <laughs> Major League Two. Oh, it looks like the least Louisville fans showing signs of life. Uh, the point is, though, the crowd. The, I give you the broader this, point is we won. Yeah, the broad, that was the the, the 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 bottom line is that we won Stone Cold. We won the game. And and, and you know when the Louisville te- when the team did show life, and there's one positive. I mean, I think um, I can't remember who tweeted. I saw that it was a good point that. You know, this time last year, this team was probably down twelve points to whoever we played in the first game of the year, and we didn't get we didn't get back up. We stayed down. I think I you're mean, right. This, the, the, I mean, that is, I'm I'm not I'm not going overly positive and thinking that, that I'm changing my predictions. This team is still probably winning five games all year. I was going to ask you if last night changed. No, anything. not not tremendously. Cause Cause it changed for me. Defensively, this way. team still looks bad. I do think we can be better offensively, but then it matters whether Roger Rhodes 2.0 over there decides that he wants to pass the ball for once. Um, but that's, I mean, I, I still, 
I did appreciate like the that did show some life and the crowd staying in it. The crowd could have easily been like, yeah, yeah, we're coming back. Crowd was good. Crowd was good all last year though. Yeah, you're right. So I mean, those two things were definitely positives. And the fact we won, that's the third positive. I think you're totally right. Like I, I hesitate to do too much of the whole like nothing matters because we actually won the game. Yeah, I, I, I do barely think barely beat a bad team. I do think that winning by one over UMBC is is probably a sign of of not great things to come, but. I do think that you can play up the fact that they trailed by 11. They, I mean, they were, this team was down by eight with less than seven minutes to go. Yeah. And I, I think last year's team probably does not come back and win that game. No. There were a couple of times where last year's team made late rallies and put themselves in positions to win and then just did not make that play or two that they needed to make and ended up losing by one or, or, or by a couple. And, look, I mean, <laughs> was it weird that the play that they needed to make was a just terrible decision and no bad no call that turned into a dunk? Yeah, not not ideal. I would have liked to have seen like a timeout and something drawn up. Or, for this team, though. But it does. Yeah, I mean that, that's yeah. They, look, at least they found a way to win, and I, you know I think they lose that game last year. I think that that's not outside of the the crazy things to say. Uh, the sad part is if we actually hit like maybe I don't know ten more free throws, we don't have a chance. We list fifteen free throws. Well, they missed ten out of twenty two too. Like they left a lot of points. Did, yeah, there. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they were only they shot a worse percentage from the free throw line than they did from three almost. <laughs> They were twelve of twenty-two from three yeah, from, were, from free throw yeah. line and eleven of twenty-one from from three. Uh, I mean, we yeah. Mike James was thirteen of fourteen. Everybody else, oh Scott Clark. I mean, dude. Everybody else was uh, was what eleven of twenty-five. That's terrible. Yeah, that's got to get better. And, and you're right. It wasn't all like, hey, Dennis Evans is bricking. Scott Clark was three of eight. Uh, Trey White missed two. Trainer was was zero for three. It was. Uh, and they were, and then sometimes they were big ones. Yeah, we missed a lot of momentum shifting yeah. free throws. Let's right. take our first break. When we come back, a few more thoughts. We'll talk about some individual stuff from last night. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Celebrating a victory here on I love that the like the music theme for yesterday and today is basically exactly the same for a 34-3 football beatdown of Virginia Tech and a 94-93 men's basketball win over UMBC. Hey, it's all I, it's, it's all it's, it's all in the left hand column, baby. I mean, all we are all we're doing right now as an athletic program is winning. I mean, it's all we do is win, 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 no matter what. No matter what. Beating UMBC. You know who didn't win last night? Michigan State, number four team in the country. That's right. Worse than us, very clearly. Take it, Tom Izzo. That's karma, baby. We also need to talk about the, we mentioned it in passing at the beginning of the show, but the UofL women, no problem with Cincinnati on the road in their season opener. 77-59 to 59 was the victory. Did North Carolina men's win? Yes, 86-70 over uh, okay. Radford. They were, they were, it was like one-point game at halftime. So it's true. Yeah, they do. There were some weird results last night. Sydney Taylor, though, for the UofL women, led Louisville in scoring the, the uh, UMass transfer, 16 points. It's funny that, like, I, you know, I watched the games from the Global Jam, and she was our, like, clearly our best player in that event. She ended up winning the MVP. 
And when you read the previews, it's still everybody's talking about Jada Curry, the Cal transfer, like, like what a big impact she's going to make, and Kiki Jefferson and all this stuff. I think people are sleeping on, on Sydney Taylor. She was fantastic again last night. Olivia Cochran, the returnee, also had 10 rebounds and 7 points. 77-59 was the victory of the Cards. No problem moving to 1-0. Jeff Walls and company doing it right. Did you see after the game, too? I mean, Louisville Jeffs just get it, Trev. Louisville Jeffs, they just get it. Can he change his name? Jeff Payne sounds like a, a cool name. It's a cool name, actually. Yeah, it's a very it cool yeah. name. But Walls was interviewed about, uh, you know, he, he made it a point in his post-game interview with Nick Curran, which you heard on, on our sister station, 970 WGTK. He was like, I want to take a point to say this. We need to sell out the football game on Thursday. He's like, this football team is special. They've uplifted the whole city, the whole athletic program. Everyone needs to turn up and support them. And I was like, damn it, Jeff, I love you. Like Both Jeffs. You, you, they both just get it. They're both great. I, I agree. I think I'm, I, I was, I think I'm gonna have to adopt a kid named Jeff. Card supporting cards. We love it. We love to see it. Uh, Louisville no TP in houses. So what? No TP in the other t- coach's house anymore. It's not fake anymore. It's legitimate. It's not fake anymore. I did like the video they posted of the uh, the glow game, a little bit of the, the diner thing last Dude, night. Dude, yeah, we talked about that. The yeah. glow game. So they post the video. It's Brian Hudson at the diner. They're doing like the Stranger Things thing. I was watching. So did you notice the cameo though at first glance? No. I, well, I, I watched it on my phone like during uh, uh, a timeout during the basketball game. So I, maybe I didn't watch. I did. What I miss? The guy who's sitting there before Hudson sits down in the black leather jacket who gets up and walks out. It's John L. Smith. Oh, is it? Yeah. Very cool. Okay. The All video right. is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's, I'm going to go back and watch that now. I've been talking about the Glow game since this promotion came out. Could not be more excited. They're going to have all these LED things that, that are set up. Fans are bringing glow sticks. They, they're they going to have glow-in-the-dark cups, for God's sake. I didn't notice the, the NC State game being any different. That was a Glow game. Did you? They just did uniforms, though. They, they didn't okay. do all the, the pomp and circumstance that okay. L has planned. Um, like I, I'm excited about it. Is, is it going to wind up being a letdown from a visual standpoint? Probably. All these things are. I don't care. I'm still Not very excited about it. That's the best visual I want. Yeah, exactly. Louisville, by the way, that line has gone back up. The cards are a 20-and-a-half-point favorite over Virginia on Thursday. I saw that Tony Elliott, Tony Elliott had his media availability yesterday, and he was talking about the the health of their starting quarterback, Tony Musket, who did not play last weekend and said he's day-to-day. They burnt the red shirt of the, the freshman – who played last week and he did not play well against Georgia Tech. So they are they're an offense that is to 10, yeah. I'm assuming he didn't. They're an offense that is hurting right now, but uh, we'll see the uh, the status on Musket as the week goes on, but Louisville right now is a heavy favorite in that game. We're excited about it. We'll talk more about it on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll keep the focus mostly on on basketball today as the cards, both cards. No one expected that. <laughs> pull out a victory today uh, last night. 94-93 for the men, 87-69 for the women. Uh, we've been talking about the men. Yeah, we were I mean, fairly critical. I, I, I've i been fairly critical. We a lot of sarcasm talking about the men's victory. And, and look, it's, it's a UMBC team that is picked to finish sixth out of nine teams in one of the worst conferences in college basketball. They had 11 new players on this year's team. And like I, I read off the names last uh, yesterday's show, where they came from, it, it's a bunch of guys who averaged like six points at Chicago State, seven points at USC Upstate. Three points at Odessa College. Like those are the guys that we were struggling to guard last night. Odessa and, College is a little tougher than you think. Yeah, and that that's concerning for the long term prospects of this season. I, I think it is good for everybody's the overall psyche of the team to get a win, but there were certainly things last night that looked a lot like last year. I, I thought the effort level was way better. To be honest, I, the effort level was good. I think that we just don't know how to play defense. 
And when you see last year's team make some of the mistakes, same mistakes that this year's team is making, you have an entire new group of players that have, I think, more talent, more athleticism. It's hard not to look at all that and say the common denominator here is the staff. They're just not, they're not teaching defense well enough. And what I want to see moving forward, and I'll let you talk after this. When a guy just makes an egregious defensive mistake, dude gets blown by, guy overhelps and leaves a shooter on the on the, the perimeter, guy doesn't like we need to start just yanking guys out of games. If our depth is going to be one of our strengths, start using the bench as a motivator. Start doing what great coaches do, which is just not tolerating these types of ongoing consistent defensive mistakes, it's the only way these guys are going to learn and get better. Because right now, I mean, I'm not saying anything that's that's crazy. The defensive effort last night was nowhere near good enough. No, and I, I, still, I still have problems with the offense, too. I know it's great, maybe weirder to say when we scored 94 points, but... It's a bad defensive team. UMBC I mean, doesn't, doesn't yeah, care about I mean, defense. It's not a that's team that was... Yeah, I mean, it's not like... Listen, <laughs> one thing that scared me is Trey White not be able to get by anybody on that team defensively. That, that worries me right off the bat. Um... Second, you know, the fact that we had to lean on just Sky Clark zooming and, and Tyler Johnson getting past their guys, which they, they'll be able to do for your, you know, your first few games. But when you start getting a conference play, that's not going to be as easy as it comes. Exactly. And, and we Mike James too. Exactly. And, my, and, my, and James should know that. I mean, he's not exactly the quickest lateral. He's, you know, athletically not the best. I still think he's just uh, between his attitude and, and his skill set. I, I, I think he's our best player, but. I was not saying a lot. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I, I there, there's a lot of things that made me worry last night. I was worried why I didn't see. I, I know Curtis. I would have liked to see a little more Curtis Williams, especially like with what you said with with Trey. You know, there was there were multiple times I was like, just take take, take Trey out of the game. Just take, just take show him. And, and Kenny you talked were so about mad at Trey White. I am, and Kenny talked about it in the post game too, where he went to him at halftime. I was like, listen, we're not going to play that type of game here. Yet you still didn't seem to affect him his playing time in the second half, but. I mean, you need. I would want him out there for. I would say for his defensive abilities and his athleticism, but he wasn't really doing anything with that either. So all summer long, I think. No, all, I'm not. I'm not. I, Trey White is in my doghouse. I'll tell you that right now. You've got to earn your way out of it, buddy. All summer long, I think everybody heard the same thing about Trey White. Like this is your best player. He's dominating in practice. He's going to be the leading scorer. There's the NBA scouts that are coming to watch practice. They're coming here for Trey White. And he has been. I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm being too harsh. He's been unimpressive in no. the 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 first four times that we've seen this team publicly. You know, the two exhibition games, the the red white scrimmage, and then last night. And he has. I don't know if you agree with this. Last night, when things started going poorly, when when we got down double digits to UMBC and they're hitting everything and the crowd is groaning, he kind of got this air about him that was like I, I just I, I could feel him almost thinking I'm too good for this. Like you know, I'm, I think I know why he left USC. Like he he just he had this a good feeling. he started kind of trying to go one on one and it was like to hell with this like these guys around me aren't good enough the coaching staff isn't good enough like I'm gonna make the most of this and just start doing my own thing it reminded me a little bit of of the way that Sam Williamson played in that what ended up being disastrous Chris Mack season when things started going poorly he would just kind of be like I'm a McDonald's All American I don't need this I'm gonna go one on one and he just he wasn't good enough to do that. I got a little bit of that from Trey White last night, which worried me. I did like how excited he was when we actually won. Like you could tell that this well, this meant something to him. But he was like he just was making really, really poor decisions throughout last night's game on both sides of the ball. And I mean, I, I, I your reference is a lot less dated than mine, and I, I slipped it in a little bit earlier. But I mean, when I watched him, I'm like, I'm, this is like a kind of a poor man's Roderick Rhodes to me. I would take a like, poor man's Roderick Rhodes. I, I would. Uh, well. 
I mean, maybe flat broke version, but I mean, he's still like that's this kind of attitude I was getting from him watching him. I mean, and he's got kind of the same build. That's kind of a similar game. Rhodes wasn't a great shooter either. He was a slasher. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, but, but when you can't even get by UMBC guys, I mean, that's just, that's, that's an issue. The other thing is, I, I love, I love Kent and Jody on the game last night, but Jody, there's, Jody, there was a few times Jody made me want to put my head through the, through my phone because I had to watch it on my phone because like, the streaming on my TV sucks. When Sky Clark at one point went to the lane and got to the layup, and I'm thinking, okay, he should be able to do that. I mean, more often than not. And Jody made this statement for the first time, and he said it three other times, I think, during the game. He's like, Louisville can do that anytime they want at any point, and they can't be stopped. And I was thinking to myself, well, then, Jody, why are we down 11 points? We did finally just like start doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, at like, a certain point, it was like, all right, we can get layups. Like, let's, was, just, let's go get layups. Like, we're down, we're down forty-eight to thirty-nine, Joe. If we could do that any time, don't you think we we wouldn't be losing by eleven to, to UMBC? And he made the statement of opinion, and I think Sky Clark did it again later in the game. He's like, Sky Clark can just get to the rim whenever he wants with no stop from the defense. I'm like. Why's he got 11 points then? To be fair, it felt like he could. Like, <laughs> I know, like, but... We, we, we would run stuff, and they don't have a rim protector. They're a small team. They, they would... Jim Ferry's teams, regardless of where he is, he loves to go small. They played four guards at most times last night with one, quote-unquote, big, the, the kid from Penn. Who had, the, like, the six blocks name. in one minute. Yeah, he, went to, he, had, he had two blocks on one play. He was he, He's not very talented, but he's big. Uh, bigger. Like, like, that was their whole offense, and we... I think we realized at some point that it was like, all right, let's just stop trying to run offense and just get to the lane, make layups. If we miss, we'll have somebody there to put it back. And I'll give credit, a guy who I think deserves some praise, Emmanuel Okorafor came in and brought a ton of energy. He did. He's not the most gifted kid when it comes to skills, but just by playing hard, he kept possessions alive. I think the only two shots he missed, he he fought for the offensive rebound and put it right back in. And it was one of those, I think it kind of inspired Brandon Huntley Hatfield to play a little bit harder because it was like, dude, you you can get stats if you just do this little stuff by exerting your effort. And when he came back in late in the second half, he, he started. Change. Yeah, he started playing harder. He ended up with ten rebounds. Like that was good to see. But I thought a core four, he kind of he brings that same fight yeah. that Mike James, which is all we really want to see from this team. I mean effort. I mean, listen, you shouldn't have no problem beating most of these teams on your schedule in this side of conference, with the exception of the the Texas Indiana game, just by giving like almost hundred percent effort because you're athletically going to be so much better than these teams. T- tell me if you agree with this. I know we were up against the the break by, here. By the way, I did not want to lose to a guy that, that had a team a team that had a guy named Emu on it. I kept I couldn't get past that in a Liberty commercial out of my head. Mm. Every time I came back, Emu, I'm like Emu. T- tell me if you agree with this. If we had had the exact same the exact same forty minutes play out in the first game of last season, I feel like my reaction and my overall vibe about it would be totally different. Like if, had if we, we had, won that game, one, this been the first game last year. We yes. won the game. By Kenny Payne's first season, the you know the, the the lowered expectations that are slightly lowered. Like we don't really know what to expect. They come out, they give up a ton of points. Like we would have talked about the defense being bad and how that needs to improve, mm-hmm. but just like the fight and all. Like I think it would have been looked at entirely differently. It, but, you would have been probably more like my attitude was this time last year. I was a little more positive. Yeah, so. but but this happening. In year two, where I think that, you know, the whole, like, we're going to play hard and we're going to instill culture, like, that should have been the building blocks of year one, regardless of what the pieces were. And now trying to do this in year two, where, look, if we're beating UMBC by one, I'm not saying that that's necessarily indicative of the way the rest of the year is going to play out. But if it is, you know, we're looking at a team that's not going to win a ton of games because UMBC, I don't think, is going to be very good. Like, it's hard to look at this and and just, just glean the positives from it, where I think we would have been doing that last year when we kind of went in with some tempered expectations. I mean, in fairness, last year, though, we gave up 30 less points to Bellarmine. 
We did. We also were down uh, 12 with five minutes to go in that game against Bill. Yeah. yeah. Fought back we and shot didn't that, win. We didn't shoot as, as well from the, the, the field, though, as we did uh, this year, last year as we did this year. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break, or I guess a break for the first hour. We'll come back. Hour number two is on the way. We'll turn things over to you guys on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. For Mike Rutherford Show, where all these U of L teams do is win. We'll be back after this. You're on the Big X. Keep it locked on Kentucky Alice only. For me, and I'm feeling good. Dragonfly out in the sun. I'm laughing at all these songs. It makes me, it makes me smile. I love that you're doing it, but it also makes me smile because I know you think this team is going to win like five games this year. Oh, <laughs> maybe six now. Have you changed? Did, in all honesty, did last night change anything about your big picture view of this team? Yeah, I think I moved from three to four wins in our in our, in our preseason or in our uh, at a conference schedule. This, I mean, I'll be part, hand up. Like everyone can do the whole like we won. It's all I care about thing. It made me less optimistic. I mean, uh, and I was pretty down to begin with. I, I just maybe the, the, you know, people talk about shooters need to see when they're in a shooting slump, need to see one go through the net. Like maybe just getting an actual victory will propel us to better things. We'll see how they play on Friday because I, I do think that Chattanooga is going to be more of a test than this UMBC team should have been. Chattanooga should be a better team, and if they go out there and they you know beat them by fifteen, then you're like okay. But I like I I am less optimistic about this team's ability to be. Around 500 when all said and done, I, I just they have a ways to go. I will say this: the I guess I can be slightly more positive coming out of this game for myself. Well, for starters, I was farther down than you were, so that there is that reasoning of having that ch- that chance to be more positive. But also, it's like I don't know. I just the the things that were negative, I kind of half expected, which is a weird phrase that I've always thought anyway. How do you half expect something? But also, like. I, the positive is, is that I did half expect us not to win the game either. Like I, I took UMBC plus plus I think eight, but also threw twenty on the money line too, which would have paid off hundred bucks by the way. And I was just just because that's just where I was. Like and so I, even though the, the the play on the court was kind of what I again expected, I didn't expect us to get the win. And that 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 in itself is positive, and that is a difference. And up, if anything, it is a step forward from last season. Just stop this, man! You're making me even more sad. <laughs> that, that was the most depressing, trying to be optimistic take that I've ever heard in my entire life. That was awful. It's like the first date went great. It's like I thought she stabbed you. Yeah, but I kind of was expecting it. And honestly, I really thought I was probably going to die during the date. So the fact that I'm still alive and just in the hospital. Not the worst first date I've ever had. That's basically what you just she said. Yeah, but she stabbed me in the thigh, which means she was on her way up there, which means that that's a good thing, right? She had something on her mind. Do you like the person who dude, <laughs> tweeted me last night saying that it felt like she'd just seen a the, the dog poop, poop yeah. under, the, under the Christmas tree? <laughs> I was like, I love you. I love the listener. Well, we got a win, listener, so it wasn't real poop. It was fake. Now, there's a positive to it. After the game, and I'll go to the text line after this. Yeah, it was... A lot of, of kind of the same stuff from Kenny Payne. He, he got asked the question about oh, his press conference. Was just... Yeah, it, there was something where I was like, Kenny, just just like like. Do you want Josh just to cut his mic, right? Yes, a hundred percent. Like the guy from Forrest Gump when he's like pulling all the plugs out. That's kind. Of... 
he got asked the question, like somebody was bringing up, you know, there's, there's been you know, a, a lot of talk before the season, like, you know, people, you know, a lot of pressure and all stuff. And then he like interjects and it's like about the fight that didn't happen. And I was like, I don't think that that's where the question was going. But it wasn't. He wanted to get out like the whole, like I, I heard about the fight rumor and it, it didn't actually happen, which we like, we know, we know. But then he gets asked about. I think something happened though, right? I don't, no. Oh, nothing at all? No, I've said that. I said that okay. I laid out the whole thoughts during the show. I know, no, I'm just I, saying. Just... I, I think that that was just completely made up. I really okay. do. But, and I would say otherwise if I didn't. But he he gets asked the question about, like, you know, there's pressure on you. Do you feel like winning the game alleviates some of that pressure? And he kind of goes into, like, the whole, you know, it's, it, you know, it's Louisville, which I'm like, good, good. You know, we, we have similar expectations as – Programs like Kansas and Kentucky and, and Duke, you know, you come here and there's immediate pressure on you. I'm like, good, that's good. Keep keep doing that. Like, you get it. You play here. <laughs> and it's one of those where like, hold on, hold, hold, good. And then he goes, I've never heard anybody say, what have you done to clean up that mess that was here? Ugh. Nobody's ever asked me that question. We're cleaning it up. I'm proud of that. And I was like, <sighs> This is where it made me mad, though, because this is the one, the very few times in the last few years that I wish I was at a press conference. This was one because my next question would have been like, so what have you done to clean I, up this? I wanted somebody I mean, to say How it. could you not do that? I don't know if it would get a laugh. I don't know if you'd come off looking like a smartass or not. But the very next question should have been like, so, Coach, could you elaborate maybe? I mean, he keeps alluding to these things. Which make it seem like these players were waterboarded on a daily basis before he got there. I mean, you would think like, we inherited Baylor is what you think. Yeah, at some point, like, I do want somebody to ask, like, okay, what exactly are you talking about with all these, you know, we were broken, you can't imagine how bad it was and how much we've, we've worked to clean it up. Uh, okay, like, if you're going to dance around, like, lay out exactly what you're talking about because if there were these, these awful, like, you know, players were not allowed to eat food after losses and like that was happening like like let us know so yeah i would show way more appreciation if that were actually going on but instead we get these same vagaries that are just being tossed around uh, you know and, and he, he does the whole thing where he's like you know nobody asked me what we've done to clean it up and and i love that the first comment when eric crawford tweeted out that quote somebody was like yeah he inherited all those programs those, those problems from last year's staff that he's trying to clean up and i was like that's it's a good good tweet i mean can you imagine if he had if he had been in Scott Drew's shoes, like an actual dealt with the problem? I feel like we're gonna, like it, like this is I'm not I know Louisville wasn't perfect when you got here, Kenny, but well, no, you you act as if you're you you went into third, Three Mile Island with a, with a broom and a sponge. I feel like we're gonna be hearing if he did get a year four here. I feel like we'd still be hearing about this in year four after every loss or after every close win, where he's like, you have no idea. The things that we've done here, how bad it, I'm like, oh, okay, like just at some point, just fix it. It's like a Mikey from Swingers who can't stop talking about his ex girlfriend. It's like <laughs> at some point you just gotta shut up about it. Like you move on. It's the print. Find a new show. Just find a new show. Thank you. <laughs> but he, like, but like, I was just like, hold, like the, the whole answer was so good until he got to that point where he's like, you know, we, we're trying to fix things. Like you don't know. He's like people, people. All people care about is winning. They don't care about our day to day. I'm like, that's good. Like you, you understand it. Like we don't, we, we don't. Like we want. Yeah, we don't care about. And then he's like, then he goes like, he's also the whole like, I've never heard. What have you done to clear the mess? And I'm like, ah, oh, he was so close. It started off so well, and yet we're right back here where nobody wants to be again. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, does he just? Is he just? Does he want like? Does he just want us just to suck up to him nonstop? Does he just have to be like? It's the vibe he puts does out. Does ego need to be just like fluffed on a regular basis? 
there definitely feels like there's like some sort of like a savior complex thing. Happening. Yeah, and I'm just I mean, like, like what do you, what okay, do you want? Man. Listen, you won four games first of all. Like, you, I don't think you're clean. I don't, I, I, it's hard. It's it's easier to say that you're not cleaning up the problem. You're causing some of it. I think what what he's playing into is the former players who who were very upset that Rick Pitino got the job in the first place. Like they. They see that the the off the court stuff, like the the Karen Cipher scandal. <laughs> He's cleaning up the last eighteen. Well, years. that's no. I'm being serious. I'm trying. Yeah, what I'm trying to say, like they they saw the Karen Cipher stuff. They saw the you know the, the Katina Powell stuff, and like they were very. A lot of them were very vocal about the fact, like this is this is gross. Now they didn't like Patino to begin with, so they mm, they were looking exactly. for I think something to be to to pile on because they couldn't do it about the on court wins and losses. So I think that that's where they're coming from. Like this program doesn't resemble the one that we helped build under Denny Crum. And when Kenny Payne talks in these vague terms about the mess and fixing things and getting it back and having high character people and all this stuff, I think it's something. It's somewhat about. It's mostly about the immediate mess that he inherited. The vague references to what happened with Chris Mack and Mike Begees and the state of the program. But it's also like I, I do think that he's trying to encapsulate. The stuff that happened under Rick Pitino for the past couple of decades, and I think that that's what he's—that's why he keeps harping on it because all the players talked about it so much. And at some point, it's like, all right, man, like, like you know, the the fan base was not upset about Rick Pitino's tenure here un- until it ended. Like, like, you need to start striking a different chord. Yeah, and in that case, Roy Mack, because it did end. Yeah. The other quote that he put out there last night that, that drew some attention was uh, saying, what I hope is that as this year goes along, we become one of the best defensive teams in the country. <laughs> Which Eric Crawford was like, what I hope is I want the new $10,000 cannon lens for Christmas. Uh, I was like, yeah. I, I love how you keep talking about his defensive strategies. Just keep the guy in front. Is it, do, you, do you do anything else in practice? It doesn't seem like it. Again, the, this is... I, I, we have no high hands to contest outside shots. We're never in a defensive stance. We're, we just We don't do the little stuff that you learn when you play basketball for the first time at seven years old. I just, yeah, it's just, I, 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 Kenny Payne knows a lot about this game of basketball. I just don't think of course. He, he can't teach it. 502-414. Oh, my God. I just looked at how many times. All right. Well, oh, good Lord. Let's get some text. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text That's line. That's just like new numbers. I don't know how many are duplicates in here. Texas says, I'm sorry Trevor lost money on Missouri State, but I lost money on his Moneyline parlay of UMBC and the Jets, so we're even. That's the guy who yeah, wanted yes. to bet the house. You, hey, did, the, you were on the Jets last I was, night. and in my defense, I didn't see the, the, the Jets. It would have been a little better game if San Diego jumped up with the key, punt return on a touchdown, then the very next Jets uh, fumbled on the 40, and they're right like that. They were down 14 nothing, and then it was it was over. I, I, was like, I watched very little yeah. of it. When it was 14 nothing, I was like, okay, this is – Jets had plenty of time. Let's get, but their offense was so bad last night. It just and they can't move the ball. Texas evidently John L. Smith was in the Glow Game reveal video. Uh, the guy at the bar. Glad to see we still have a good relationship with him, even if he was before my time. He still lives in. How, how, he he well, lives first here. First of all, how young are you, Texas? Second of all, uh, uh, sometimes people say stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, re- I realize that I'm getting old. It's not that they're super young. Like, that guy's probably like 28. It just says that it's makes me like what. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. I I love John. I think I think he did a he did he did a show with me a couple times out of like at some uh, like Roosters and uh, Jock Sports Bar. I think we did a few out there here on the Big X at one point. Yeah, I love. I think the last time I saw him, I told him that you know, hey, um, they don't recognize it, but in my knowledge, it is still a John L. Smith Field at Commonwealth Stadium because you own that place. So funny you said he did a show because he and John Ramsey are really close, and, yeah. and so he did a show with us at uh, Sport and Social Club. And we went from there to have drinks at Roosters and got pretty drunk. And he told a lot of stories. Yeah, he, he was awesome. He had a. He, 
I guess I can say that we, he, he wasn't exactly 100% sober by the, the show and the show ended on the air when we did it with him. We were out of jocks and that, I remember whenever one of them we did out of jocks, which is out in like uh, six mile area and uh, good, good wings there. And he was, he, he was, he had a couple of beers during, as the show was going on. He was telling great stories. He's a, he's a great guy. I love John Smith. He also, he's a guy, he'll tell this, he'll say the same thing on air as he'll say off it. Like he openly will say, he's one of those coaches who will admit like leaving Louisville was a terrible move. Like he, he loved well, it here. At the time you can't blame him, but yeah. He can't, but I mean, he think, I think he would say in hindsight, he hates the way that it ended here. He hates mm-hmm. the, how the whole Michigan State thing played out. And he, he's like, if I'd known the way it was going to be, and if I, he's like, I never had the same institutional support anywhere else that I had at Louisville. And I think you hear that a lot from coaches. Well, that is there a coach that's ever left here that probably his peasant thought that way at some point very soon down the road after leaving? No. I feel Charlie probably has that same thought. Charlie should. He, Charlie's the only one that I think hasn't openly expressed it. Like, yeah. Howard Stellenberger called it the biggest mistake he ever made in his life on yeah. our show. And, and I'm sure, I mean, you know, Satterfield will spoil well, his not loving life. Petrino it's, might be the one exception, maybe. <laughs> Petrino certainly expressed, uh, I think, you know, concern afterward and regret afterward, but who knows how legitimate that was. Hey, but he did come back, so clearly post the first departure, he did he did regret I did see getting caught. Kind of <laughs> talking about past coaches, I, I saw Bilal Powell had an interview with Jeff Lightsey Jr., who does the, the 35th and KY yeah. show, and he said, well, first of all, he, he dropped the, the knowledge that Jeff Brom was the coach that recruited him here. I was like, of course he did. Jeff, eye for talent, of course he did. But then he said that <laughs> they talked about the relationship between Brom and the alumni players, and he was like, I think everybody loves it. Obviously, Jeff played here, and he understands what it's like, so he welcomes us back with open arms. And he said, I can't say the same about the coach that was here last year. A lot of guys didn't feel welcome to come back, which is kind of crazy because I, you know, I never thought that Satterfield was like a guy who would get gruff with past players, but it sounds like that there was some, some feeling of unwelcomeness by the mm. alums. All the more reason to be glad that Cincinnati is the dumbest athletic program in America. We love you. Mm. A little bit of breaking news here before we go back to the text line. Chili still sucks. <laughs> Kansas coach Bill Self has signed a new rolling five-year contract, essentially a lifetime deal. That will make him the highest-paid coach in college basketball. He'll make more than $13 million in compensation this season and $53 million over five years. Just goes to show coming that— Coming off a suspension for being caught cheating. Coming off being the coach who was the most implemented in the whole FBI probe yeah. into college basketball. Just going to show the effectiveness of the FBI probe once more and the impact it made on the sport. They changed the game. They got our playbook. And Bill Self is making— <laughs> Half a well, hundred million dollars so over the next five get years. This straight. They took our playbook and we took their checkbook. Pretty much. Okay. Oh God, that's that's hilarious. I mean, also, I, mean, I saw that. I saw a tweet. It was like he's the highest. Paid. I was like, you got it. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be the highest paid coach. Maybe a little uh, on the court, but it's the timing sometimes you just got to be like, dude, really? He also five months after that scandal made a video where he was holding like a stack of money while wearing an Adidas shirt and then had Snoop Dogg and girls dancing on poles at their Midnight Madness event as they shot money out of a money cannon. I thought they were the coolest thing Bill Self's ever done. First of all, I did feel like that was mocking us a little bit. I don't. I mean, I didn't even care. I was like, "That's." Yeah. We were the. That was the night that had. We were. That was the big ex Christmas party. One. One you didn't go to. I wouldn't. We weren't even doing the show here. Are you, you, I thought that was the first. The it was, first the, it was right after the FBI investigation, which happened in 2017. No, the. No, the uh, the, uh, the 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 blunt party. Yeah, I thought that was later on. It was not when we were doing the show here. I can promise. Oh, you I, that. I remember it happening while we were. It, that was the, that that Snoop Dogg thing was in 2019 October. Oh, okay. I thought it was later. It was before on. COVID. I thought it was after. No, you were wrong. Oh darn! Your sense of time once again is just. <laughs> 
insanely off. Well, I'm kind of like Snoop Dogg a little bit. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Valvano is such an ass saying Brom would leave for the NFL if they came calling. No way he would leave, right? Not right now, no. I would never blame anybody, including Jeff Brom, if they left us for the NFL. I wouldn't either, but I, I, I honestly— Head coaching NFL job, let me rephrase that. I don't think he would right now. I, I really and truly believe that. Like, I, I think he has a vision laid out. I think that he's—like, if he wouldn't leave Purdue for Louisville after one year because of the loyalty he felt to you know, the, the, the allegiances that he, he pledged to that program and the, the recruits and the players and all that stuff— uh, he wouldn't leave Louisville after one year for the NFL. No, I don't think he would either. Um, and I don't even know if he, I think he would be, be picky about his NFL job too. I, I don't think Valvano's an ass for saying that. He's just giving an opinion. Like that's. that's I don't fine. think that's a. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's ass. I think it's. He didn't. Did he say one? He didn't say right after this year, does he? I have no idea. I'm just reading the text. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the state. I mean, but yeah. If you were to ask me, would you be mad at Jeff Brom if he left for the NFL? I said, no, I wasn't mad at Petrino. I mean, I, I again. It, you leave for you leave us for any NFL head coaching job. There, there's no you can't be mad at that person. That's just it's impossibly mad at him. Texture says Trey White getting credit for an alley oop when he was 100 percent trying to lay the ball isn't even the top five crazy things that happened during the final 30 seconds. At least someone is willing to shoot crazy shots, unlike last season in late games. It, was he trying to do a layup? Is that what happened? I, I, don't, well, you're I have about, no you're idea. About what the last play, he was trying to go up for a shea. He was trying to lay the ball up, and as usual, his his whole offense is I'm just going to jump straight into you. And, Hope they call a foul, which they weren't calling. No, him. he's talking about when the alley oop happened, like when he was wrestling with the dude after he committed oh, the foul. That I, didn't I, think he, I think he was just trying to grab the ball and he, he hit it up to him. I think he may have been trying to shoot. I have no idea what happened. I have no idea how that that worked Here's out. Here's the thing: I it's think the weirdest play of all time. Trey White in his box score had one assist. Is that the one assist? Yeah, he got no. He got credit for it. That's what that's what the texture saying. <laughs> so the only the only assist that that man made, which doesn't surprise me. Was that? It was the byproduct of an on-court assault. Like there was a nice pass he made to a core at one point, and a core just kind of dropped the ball, and I thought that's probably because he didn't expect to pass. You just hate Trey White. Trey, he has to earn my respect. Trey White, I, I, I kind of see why now USA didn't complain when he left. I kind of get that. Oh, they complained a lot. Yeah, they're like, why didn't you leave earlier? That's not what happened. <laughs> they were they were very high on on uh, Trey White. Yeah. Texture says, Mike, I know you said if they lost last night, everything would be on the table today, including next coach candidates. That was a loss in every way except for the score. So you can't do that. You can't do that. So I'm going to ask, who would you like to see as our next head coach that's realistic? Based on last night, there's no way KP is winning enough this season that he'll be back. I'm not doing it. it you can't say, well, it was technically you know, a win, but figuratively it was a loss. We won the game. So I'm not going I'm, I'm not you're going not doing coach. Earth. You're not doing that until we have a losing record. Yeah, if we lose the next two to, to Chattanooga and then Coppin State. Who, by the way, Coppin State lost ninety to fifty-five to Virginia Tech last year. Yeah, well, Kentucky. Kentucky I was going to get there. (laughs) Western Kentucky played Kentucky Wesleyan last night and did not have much of an issue with the Panthers. Ninety to sixty-four was the final. I think they could have won by by fifty if they wanted to, which did not make me feel overly confident about (laughs) about moving forward. I give you warm feelings. Didn't didn't make me all warm and fuzzy. No, no, no. But Coppin State, Coppin State will be worse than UMBC. Chattanooga, I think, will be better than UMBC, but Coppin State. If we lose, to, if we lose to Coppin State, I'm done. So Ow. if there were, so we should be, we should beat them better than we did UMBC. So if the line is eight, what do I take? The line will be more than eight, I think. I mean, Coppin State, where are they right now? By the way, we we beat, we won a game last night and we fell thirty spots on Ken Palm from from one hundred nine <laughs> to one thirty. We can't even Google up and we win. No, we are now one spot ahead of zero and one South Dakota State. Hey, the Jackrabbits are a good program. We are two spots behind Eastern Kentucky on Ken Palm, which is embarrassing. If, if Coppin State is more than a double-digit favorite, underdog, I'm taking Coppin State again. We will be a more than a double-digit favorite. Oh, I'm taking Coppin. Coppin State. Coppin State is, so there are 362 teams. There are 359 on Ken Palm. 
they lost. Uh, they are projected right now to to lose to us by twenty. I mean, do we have a double digit win in the Kenny Payne era? Yeah, we beat Western in our first game last year by double digits. Oh, we beat Clemson by ten. Was that a ten point game? Yeah. We beat Western by 11, we beat Clemson by uh, 10, and we beat Georgia. Three of our four wins last year were by double digits. The only one that wasn't was Florida A&M, who, ironically to this conversation, was 359th on Ken Palm last year. So our largest win was 10 point, 11 points. 11 points. 11 and two tens. So, so if we're Blowing 12, teams out. So if we're a 12 or 13 point favorite, it's safe to say that we're not going to cover. I mean, I don't know. We, we, I mean, we were underdogs against Western Kentucky, so I don't know if that's that logic tracks. Okay, well, that's true, yeah. Florida A&M, I think, was the worst game we played last year. and We won by six. That was a terrible team. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Vegas like will adjust. Vegas, <laughs> Yeah, they were, 100%. No, I mean, we played worse than Bell- against Bellarmine. Yeah. Right. Vegas will adjust because they're not going to just say, like, hey, 20-point spread on, on Ken Palm or whatever. We're going to make them a 20-point favorite. But it will be, like, a 16-point spread. And you're going to take Coppin State, aren't you? Oh, yeah. All day. Coppin State will play Towson at home uh, on Thursday. They're projected to lose that game. by Right now, Ken Palm has them losing every single game outright this year. Ken Palm hasn't watched us play. Yeah. We'll be the toughest team they've played in, in the next three. Mountain St. Mary's is bad. They play them away. And then they play us. 84-64 is the projected score, according to Ken Palm. Texture says, uh, so does this mean we get to talk about a coaching search today? No, no. no we won. We won the game. Do people know how it works? Texture says, you all have started the show to perfection. LOL, I laughed for the first few minutes. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. That's what we went with. We always like to recap. I'm glad us telling us you, you what we did tonight before is funny. <laughs> well, I think we started off being very excited about the, the Cardinals did. dominating. Yeah, we did. And then we quickly just devolved into nonsensory. Well, we, that always happens. Texas, everything about last night's game was the exact same BS we saw last year. No defensive strategy, seemingly no preparation, no fire from KP, and we did everything we could possibly do to lose the game at the end. Allowed UMBC to tie it after a very late four-point lead, and Trey White committed a game-losing foul with the game tied. The blind referee bailed us out on the no-call and then committed another foul, giving them a chance to tie it. Kenny Payne absolutely sucks. But besides that, (laughs) I thought it was okay. I was going to say, none of these said it was really a lie. I mean, it wasn't. It's why I'm sitting here saying I feel worse about our season yeah. today than I did yesterday. I'm, I'm happy we won. I'm glad they got a chance to celebrate. I'm glad that we're not sitting here talking about being 0 1 after losing to UMBC and can we even be over 500 at any point this year. But I did not, it was not a inspiring performance. No, I'm getting texts from like UK fans like, oh, with just screenshots of the score being tied or it's down. Like, I, don't, I don't even get that anymore from UK fans. I'm, like, I'm, 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 that's why I want to be like, I was like, seriously, like, what? They know that I'm dead. Like, you keep making fun of me, like, taking these jokes, and, and, and I'm, like, telling you we're going to win five games. Like, how can you make – it's, like, I, I, I'm not trying to take the humor out of, like, the, the, the oomph out of your joking on me and, and how bad we are, but it's kind of I – mean, what does it do? I mean, I, I'm, you're not you're not bothering me. I'm, I'm making more jokes about us than you are. I just get joking texts from, from most people, like, and it was happening all last night. So, in the middle of getting all these texts from, like, friends and, and work people – in the middle of it all, Scoots texts me and just goes, it's "Random, who's the white guy? And I was like, not now, Scoots. I was like, I can't explain to you Danilo Yovanovich right now in the middle of this game. I don't need this. <laughs> Dino. I was like, why are you watching this game, Scoots? God love you. He's a, he's a, he's a company man. I turned on the UK game, and DJ Wagner had two really nice drives of the basket, and I turned it off because I was like, I, this is making me sad. Wagner, DJ Wagner. I was like, this is just depressing, so I just turned it off. I couldn't watch any more of it. I saw that. So I saw that, but obviously they won. I mean, everybody in the ACC won last night. There was, it, in, in one pretty handily. 
the only thing, so like, I, I saw that Wake Forest had been trailing Elon pretty big early on, and then on my timeline it was a clip of uh, of Steve Forbes' press conference, and I was like, you know, he's like, this was disgusting, this is not Wake Forest basketball, this was so gross, I, I'm embarrassed by the way we came out and played at the beginning, and I was like, damn, they lost, and Forbes is going scorched earth. Oh no, they won by 23. They won 101 <laughs> to 78. And he's sitting there. I was like, that's the fire that I want to see. Like, I, I want more We can't more get of that, that out of us when we do lose. I was like, can I get that after we lose to, you know, to, to, to Furman by 17 or whatever it was last year? Lipscomb? Like, you know, I, I'm reading Forbes' quotes and I'm like, I, damn, they got they got smoked. That's bad. That's terrible. He may be in trouble here. I'm like, oh no, they won by 23 and that was his reaction. I wish we could get more of that. Texter says, Chattanooga will win by double figures on Friday. I don't think that. The text line is not. Is not. There was me though a little bit feeling the positive vibe. I mean, I think we may lose on Friday, but we'll see. <laughs> Let's see where my my attitude is after the Virginia game because I'm also a little hesitant on dropping twenty on Virginia on, on Thursday. I plan on doing Friday show will be a lot like yesterday's show where so, we're talking yeah. like. 85% football, and then at the end we'll be like, all right, let's talk a little bit about... Then we about our pick-ems and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for... Well, there's no more time to preview Chattanooga, because previewing it just makes us run to get the Razors. We're in the middle of a Brom dream season. Like, yeah. I, don't have, I don't have time for this. We're talking about playoffs, we're talking about Orange Bowls, we're talking about, you know, this is, this is too much. By the way, college football playoff rankings will come out tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. We'll see. I mean, if we jump... I think I, we should at least jump at least one spot, right? I think we'll be 11 or 12. Yeah. If we jump up to 10... You want to talk about me trying really hard not to like start scoreboard watching and doing all that stuff? What? It will be infinitely harder. Like hell, I mean, if we win Thursday, I'm 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 done with with pretending like I'm not looking at. It. Like I will start being like I'm rooting against Texas, I'm rooting against Bama, I'm rooting against Oregon, I'm rooting against like I will start doing that wholeheartedly. I've been doing it with an erection. <laughs> well, there's where we differed. Yeah, <laughs> been erect for the last two months. Not going to stop anytime now. Oh, same here. Why do you think I wear loose pants? Texture says, happy erection day, fellas. Perfectly hey. timed text. Voted for the former Cardinal Daniel Cameron early this morning. Love the show. It's, uh, it is Chris, it's Chris the Plumber. <laughs> I have no problem with Cram- uh, Actually, I have no problem with who you voted for between uh, Cameron and uh, and Bashir. I, I really don't uh, I don't hate either one either, either more. You can't do that in this day and age, Joe. I know. I actually don't mind. I just, I just love, my favorite part about the election commercials is how they always keep pointing out how he let prisoners go. I'm like, they both do that crap. Like, I love how this stuff was. Can't we just avoid like pointing out the he released prisoners? I'm ready for the. I'm very happy that the election ads are coming to an end. Some some of them can be funny. I mean, I've got like also the election text. Like, I don't know that how that I'm getting sick of. Like, I get like because I've donated to certain candidates in the past, so I get how I get on some lists. But like, like right when we started, it's like only a few hours left to vote, and it's a video. They sent me a video of Trump endorsing Daniel Cameron. I'm like, how did have like have, where did this I've, come from? I've never. Given my time to a politician to help him out, I've never donated money. I wouldn't do either one probably ever. And yet I get, I mean, I barely, I don't even think, I'm surprised some people don't even know I'm registered to vote technically. And yet for some reason I'm getting texts yesterday, like for some stone or something. I don't know. I think it says, I think it says, Judge Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it made me think about Night Court I've been rewatching. I'm like, that's Judge Stone. <laughs> you should have like, voted for it. Like Harry Anderson died like five years ago. What are you people doing to me? I know this. Um, so I got like six texts from him yesterday. Like I just then I deleted it and I deleted it and I'm like, doesn't stop. Yeah. Why? why how are it's you texting annoying. me? I don't he, even know. Why, even when it's people that I like, that I agree with, I'm like, okay, just, just don't text. I've never even heard of this dude. Like, are you voting for the, and even when it's like a question, like opt in, like, yes, no. I'm like, stop. Just like, leave me alone. Stop. Stop texting me. This is like ads on YouTube. When I see, when you shove your ads in my face, I'm a point to make a point not to buy your product. 
and you start sending me texts, I'm going to make a point. I don't even care if he's on the party I like. I'm not going to vote for him. I'm voting for the other guy just just because you're pissing me off. It can be counterproductive. It can sure. be. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, I can go the rest of my life without seeing Brandon Huntley Hatfield play. Okorafor is so much better. Is Danilo this year's Zan? I feel like Okorafor didn't really like, – he. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like, I don't want to say he didn't show any effort, but he like look. He was moving in slow pace. Oh, I thought he played hard as hell. I mean, he was playing hard, but he was just doing it, just standing there still. Like, he didn't have to jump half the time. I think they had two blocks were flat footed at one point. I think the comparison of Danilo to Zan is is good. Like, there was when he was playing. He also they put him in like big moments every single time, and I'm like, what, like what exactly is he doing there? And like, I, I did like the talking about like Jody's the commentary that sometimes was ill timed. He talked about, like, Kent asked him, you know, break down Danilo Yovanovich's game. Like, what does he do well? And, like, we well, can really shoot from the outside. He said it 0.5 seconds before Yovanovich bricked a wide-open three from the corner. <laughs> it was like, he's just, the versatility there, like, he just, he's not doing anything out Joey there. does a good job. The last night was not his best night, I don't think. I thought he's fine. But I, think that, I normally like that, Joey. It was a poorly game. timed comment yeah. that made me smile. <laughs> Texter says, last one before we'll take a break. Kenny Payne is here to clean the mess up that last year's Kenny Payne team left behind. <laughs> He's got the team more focused on basketball and more importantly focused on the savings you get with Thornton's rewards. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Payne's here to clean up Kenny Payne's mess. I like that. He was handed a mess by the last staff from last year. Take a break. When we come back, more of your text, 502-414-1450. It's the uh, Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. It's a new life for me. I'm feeling good. Dragonfly out in the sun. You know why. Genesis Diamond's biggest and last. Come on. Come on. Uh, feel right in this mother. Welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show. Tuesday edition here as we celebrate a pair of basketball victories to kick off the college hoop season for both the women and the men. Louisville men over UMBC 94-93. Louisville women over Cincinnati 77-59. Also, it was... Uh, they covered, right? They did not cover. It was 19 and a half was the spread. It's fine. 18-point win. Not going to complain about it. It was also beautiful seeing Kim Mulkey, Haley Van Lithen, and company get their asses handed to him by Colorado last night. And I was a Twitter search. I couldn't help it. I'm a hater when it comes to this. I'm going to be petty all season long. I Twitter searched Haley Van Lith, and there was a bunch of LSU fans being like, she's not a point guard. She's a downgrade from the the, the woman they had last year running the show. Like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I hate to see it. You just, you, you hate to see it. You hate, hate, hate. Hate to see it. So sorry. They're going to be fine long term. But this whole talk about, you know, there's a clip of her yesterday where she was like, Everyone's getting the smoke this year and all this stuff. Well, Colorado didn't get it. So, hate to see it. I see Colorado's had the smoke for everyone. Nice. Nice. 502 414 the Thornton's text line before we get back there. Real quickly, the updated odds for Louisville's bowl destination from Bet Kentucky. They have the Orange Bowl, 50% chance, plus 100 of the odds. The Gator Bowl is second, 28.6% chance, uh, plus 250. Pop-Tarts Bowl, 10% chance, plus 900. Sun Bowl, 9.1% chance, plus 1,000. Any other bowl, including the playoff, 7.7% chance. Start making those Miami plans. Feels good. Cheer for Florida State, I guess, if you have to. Or just beat Florida State. Beat Virginia first. Texas says, I need a chair update from Trevor. 
Have you worked the, on the chair at all? Uh, well, I mean, I'm that's the that's the. <laughs> I, I, I knew the answer to the question before I even started asking. Like I said in it yesterday, and it's still sittable. It's just you got to be like when you get up, you can't like jump up right away because you're gonna end up dying in this chair. And I'm gonna feel really <laughs> bad about it. I love the person who tweeted that during the show with the. Uh, this, this is what kind of got me to want to watch it was the scene from Saving Silverman when they were like, "Oh, it's a lug nut. That's all. I fixed it. Here, have a seat." <laughs> And I saw that, that gif, and I was like, so when I was looking through the, like, we're trying to decide what I'm going to watch last night, like midnight, the game football's over, I was like, I'm going to watch at least one movie before I crash, and I was like, something something different, and I saw that, and I was like, hey, yeah, same film, let's watch that again. And I watched that scene, same film, it's a good movie. Same film, it's a good movie. Yeah. Somebody sends in the, the, the Game of Thrones, I actually was thinking about this when you were talking about your man bun, the the sequence of events with, with the mountain which is very funny. We're like, you think you're fooling anyone with that top knot? <laughs> I had a man bun similar to that guy. Texas great R.J. Davis betting advice. Blame Brian Smith. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I gave two picks for myself. They were both right. R.J. Davis was wrong. I gave you one today. UC Irvine's covering tonight. Texas has to I'll give you one. IU's covering tonight. You think IU? I think IU covers tonight. I'm going to put money on it. Who are they playing again? Uh, Dunk City. Yeah. Which I don't know who their coach is now. Uh, is it still uh, Mike? Uh, I should know this. You're Mike. I am Mike. Who is it? Uh, Pat. Oh, it's, it's Pat Chambers. We talked about him yesterday. Oh, what about, uh, From Penn State. Who, yeah, I was going to say. Who Jim Ferry, last night's head coach uh, at UMBC, took over for and was the interim coach three years ago. When Pat Chambers got in trouble for uh, being kind of abusive in practice, I was that name ringing a bell? He's a good coach, though. Like they, that, that makes me even more they, hesitant. They to had take a losing FD. record last year, though. I know that they weren't great last season, yeah. um, but they had a winning record. They, oh, they did. I'm my bad. It was their first year in the Atlantic Sun, so they took a or no, I take a bit. No, it was not their first year in the Atlantic Sun. They've been in, in, in the league for a while. Um, they went 17 and 14 overall, but seven and 11. In conference That's what I think I was looking at was the conference record. Yeah, there's some been. You're right. They were two games over 500. I think the conference record stuck in my head though. They got some transfers. They're going to be okay. Like this, they're 146 on Ken Palm. They, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Mine's love, only 11 or 12 though. I mean, I don't love that bet. I think they can cover that. You didn't love last night UMBC either. I didn't. I'm not. I'm, I stay away from Louisville. I got no idea. I, I told you when people ask me like Louisville stuff, I'm like I'm staying away from everything. No, for the most part, I am too. Yeah, except for opponents. First, like, two segments. I'll take the opponents there. Texas, hey, Mike, hey, Trev. I wanted to text back hey. in before the Vatek game and let you know that there is no reason to be worried about any games left on the football schedule. I'm not worried, and neither should you be. Why, you ask? Because we have big game Brom, and all of the remaining games are big, including the bowl game. No chance for a letdown. 13-1. and P.S. You still have time to hedge your five-game guarantee for basketball. Get out now while you can. No judge. It's the Mike Rutherford guarantee. I, I guarantee we're going to win at least five games this year. I stand by that. We're not. Are you willing to bet that we'll, we'll still have more wins than I have ACT score, though? Oh, no. Not even close? I'm not going to say not even close. I mean, 14. I would now take the. I, I said I was leading slight. Like, 14 is a great line for this team. I, I said before the year I, w- I would have gone slightly over. I would probably go slightly under right now. I think we're like 12 or 13, more than 15 or 16. But I, we're winning five games. Even if it, if we're on pace to not win five games, I think they'll fire Kenny Payne like January, and interim will lead us to three more wins, and we'll get to five. Like we're we're, we're going to win five games. It's a guarantee. I've never been wrong. Interim will be hiring somebody from outside. 
I don't, I don't, who cares? Somebody, it could be us. Big X could take over and we're going to lead this team to at least five wins. I think if you, me, Roush, and TJ took over this coaching staff, we'd win more games than this current staff. No comment. <laughs> Texas says, did you see the reports about Purdue receiving Michigan signs before the Big Ten Championship last year? I'm assuming that this can't come back to hurt Jeff or us, right? No. We're fine. I mean, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I'm, the signs thing's over. Texas is regarding the alley-oop to win the game. Tell me y'all heard KP explain that they drill that every day in practice. He did say that that was something that they practiced. He did not. Yes, he did. I swear to God. They, well, they, practice, they practice our players just randomly running to the goal to throw up a bad shot and foul and hope it, it lands in the hands of Tracy Trainer, who is Mr. Opportunist on our team anyway. There are some questions where I want, like we talked about, like I, I want follow-up so we can elaborate. Like we talked about, I wish somebody had, had asked him, okay, well, what have you done to fix it? Yeah. There are some times where I'm like, please just don't say anything else. And, and this is one of those cases. I'm like, I don't want to hear the explanation for how that was actually something that we, we practiced. Like Trey White putting his head down, making a terrible decision, mugging the dude, making an even worse decision, the ball somehow ending up in J.J. Trainer's arms for a go-ahead alley. I, I don't care what your explanation. That is not something that we practice. It's not. It's not. Nobody practices that. I do. <laughs> I mean, we actually we, we have a we have a scenario in practice where the opposing team catches the ball out of bounds, but then they don't call it, and we just keep playing, and we, we foul the guy because he's a fifty percent free. Th- like, no, that none of nothing about the last thirty minutes was practiced, and if it was, <laughs> do not admit that publicly. Texas, I'm really encouraged by what I saw from the women's team last night. I think they have a chance to be really good. Once they start to gel together, I like. I get just watching the game, but I saw the scores. So. I listened to the, the game on the way home with Nick Kern, and, and I, I caught the highlights afterward. I, I mean, I, I think that they have. I think Jeff Walls is going to quietly embrace this challenge. I, I think that he loved being the hunter back in the day, and now, I mean, we're picked fourth in the ACC. That's when's the last time we were picked to finish fourth in a conference? We're preseason uh, outside the top fifteen in the AP poll for the first time in I think eight years. I think he secretly likes this. And I think he's got a group of players where everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going to work hard. There are no like superstar personalities. No, you know, I think that there was some issue with, with Haley last year and maybe Haley's parents. Like, there's none of that. I, I think Jeff is going to, I, I don't know if they're talented enough to make a run to a final four, or win a national title, but they're definitely talented enough to overachieve to the point where we're back in, in the, the sweet 16 the Elite Eight for a sixth straight year. Like I, I think he can get that job done. I think they'll be fun to watch. Texas, did you see the, the TikTok guy who breaks da- into stadiums was at the game last night? I did. He was sitting in the front row of the student section, which was cool. Oh, that's cool. He was like, I'm not going to show up to games and lose. He's like, I know the, the vibes are bad, but I don't show up to watch teams lose. This guy did the football stadium, right? Yeah. Okay. Texas, highly unlikely that we win last night without Tyler Johnson. He's a real talent, both as a deity and a change of pace guy. I mean, I'm- he played well. Yeah, he did. He was not great early in his first stint. And then he settled down, made some better decisions. Uh, he was one of the, the rare guys. I think he was three or four from the free throw line. Like He made some free throws, which was nice. And uh, he, he's, he's a gambler on defense, which you know what you're going to get there. But um, I, I like the energy he brings for the most part. I was surprised that he was in at crunch time, but Kenny clearly trusts him. He was in at crunch time during the, the Wesleyan game too. Mm-hmm. Texas says we were down 10-plus points both last year to both Bellarmine and App State before rallying, so I'm not sure that the comeback last night is really anything new or different. We just so happened to win a coin flip game against a bad team this time around. Right. Sometimes it's all it takes to win a coin flip. That's what you need. What, what's the saying? It's better to be lucky than good? I mean, think about – because 
the the overwhelming sentiment from last night, I think, for most Louisville fans, is still like not great. Like, like, like this is not good. They're happy. Everyone's happy that we won, but like we don't see great things happening. Imagine if we had lost that game, up ninety one eighty seven with forty nine seconds to go. Foul a guy for an and one. Let a guy get a layup to tie the game. Trey White makes that decision. They call the foul on Trey White after he does that. They make two free throws. We have some terrible last-second possession, and we lose that way. I mean, the entire city's on fire That's what I today. expected, actually. I mean, if that, if that ref just blows his whistle there, and we end up losing in that fashion, I mean, forget any of like the whole, like, well, you know, the offense looked good here. and Like, no, people are just at, they may have fired him by now. Like, there may be, like, riots downtown from people who are like, you've got to fire him today, or we're going to burn this place down. King Payne is still being held hostage in the Yum Center. <laughs> the fans are not letting him out. Everybody would have been out for blood. If that had happened, but like I, the texture, you know, it's kind of a coin toss deal. We we got a little bit lucky last night, but also they could have called the guy for being 17 feet out of bounds. Texture says the bigger victory is that U of L women uh, won, but the LSU women didn't suck at Kim Mulkey. I, 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 I hate to take away from anybody tells Kim Mulkey to suck it. Um, I, I'm you just said that. I mean, think about it because they were so close. Was Trey White out of bounds when he touched the ball on on the tip too? I don't think so. They were pretty close to that baseline. I didn't think about even looking at their feet when I at the, at the time, just because I was just so happy. I've watched the play like seventy five times. I but, feel like I would notice, but I don't. I don't think so. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I can look it up right now. Because they were under the basket, right? I mean, they were. There's a good. I mean, do you have the do you have the the clip the, the clip on your? I mean, I've been more focused on his his hand exactly, definitely like, yeah. across the dude's face. But let me watch it real quick. There's, I mean, what are the odds that he does? He is. It's hard to. No, he's very much inbounds. Is yeah. he? But you can't see his on the clip. I you, can. You, you can. I can't. I don't see his feet anywhere on the. Well, clip the, the clips from the game. He's like it's the camera angle, so you can yeah. see the entire. Like, he he's not close to. He steps out of bounds when he first loses the ball, but he's back. Like he's he's very much in play when he when he touches the ball from okay. the alley oop. It's it's not that close. Uh, Texas says last night had to be a top five win for Louisville since the start of last season. Are we including exhibitions? Because Sham and I would be six. <laughs> I did like Ken at one point. He was like, well, when we were down below, he's like, regardless, this won't be UMBC's biggest win in school history. That's our, that was my point. That's why we scheduled the way we did. Yeah, he's got to be thinking. If we lose to Coppin State, it won't be either. He listens to the Rutherford show. We know you do, Ken. We, we love you. I love KT. Yeah. Texas says, Trevor, your music catalog. Please expand your music catalog. You've played Good Vibrations at least 79 times over the last three years. I disagree. I, I would be willing to bet you, Texer, and you can go back and listen to all the shows. I have not played it more than 10 times in three years. Your hyperbolic exaggeration is not uh, entertaining. Texas, while the vibes are good around Louisville sports, can we spend a solid hour talking about Kim Mulkey getting her ass handed to her? I would love nothing more, but we're not going to. Texas, how is anything going to glow with all the lights on? Don't ask these questions. Question. Don't, don't ask these questions. Don't worry about it. It's the glow game, for God's sake. Just sit back and enjoy it. Get super high and just enjoy yourself. It's like Mystery Science Theater. Then everything will glow. Just relax. Don't ask scientific questions. Just enjoy it. Texas is not sure if this has already been addressed, but do you think that was a top five win for KP at UofL? Same joke on the text line, back-to-back. I like it. Yes. Top five win. Where do you put last night's win in the echelon of Kenny Payne victories? I mean, it's that's the, the, the joke has got to be he's only got five wins, right? Yes, Trevor. Okay. That, that very much is the joke. What, 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 what I always you, like you when you explain them to me. They're so much funnier. What's the alternative there? 
<laughs> just a bad win in general. Clemson wins the best win. Western Kentucky, I'll say, is second. This is this is third to me. Third best win. Just going, I don't know. I mean, third best win of the Kenny Payne era. UMBC does have a pretty good uh, NCAA history. I'm putting Pastner at four. They well, they once did go to the second round. That's more than Clemson's done in the last 20 years. Texas, hi, Mike. Hi. Regarding the time change, we are at the right time now. Falling back means going back to the original time, which we did last weekend. Daylight savings time is when we spring forward, losing an hour of sleep. So we are where we're supposed to be time-wise. He's doing the, the Pat, Patrick Ryan was like texting us at the beginning of the show, just like trying to correct everything we're saying. He's like, technically. Shouldn't he be doing uh, any, any, 680, Ryan? Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing 680 stuff. So he says, technically, I believe you want permanent daylight savings time, not to get rid of it. Just People know what I'm talking about. I just don't want the time to change. He's Patrick also did write in you for Commonwealth Attorney. Say what? Patrick did also write you in for Commonwealth Attorney. He sent oh, he did. <laughs> sent in a picture of his ballot, which is illegal. And get Patrick arrested. I be Commonwealth Attorney round, Patty. I don't have to take a don't have to take a bar exam. No, you're good. Just I go mean, for I've been it. to a bar. Just start prosecuting everybody. I'm down for that. Texas says Paul Rogers actually did ask him in the post game, and he refused to answer the question about. I'm assuming that's the follow-up to the, what have you done to fix it? Good for Paul. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? He's begging people to ask him the question that he's not going to answer it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like when you ask him what kind of offense he's going to run. I mean, I swear, like, it just... He's been, I know for a fact he's been point-blank asked that question and he's yet to still answer it. Just start sending Danny out there to do the press conference. I can't, because like, I'm feeling good, and then he starts talking, I'm like, ah, I think Jameson should be sent out there, at least have a purpose. Can Josh talk? We, have we heard Josh, Josh Jameson talk in two years? I don't think so. Texas, you always wonder what KP sounded like and never heard him speak. Uh, would he sound like Mickey Mouse? Couldn't wait until he spoke at his press conference. Now we know why he never spoke at UK. Texas says, Texas says also say the same thing. Paul Rogers asked that question during the postgame radio show and Payne refused to answer. Why is he refusing to answer the question that he's Did he begging? literally say, I refuse to answer? I choose not to answer. Pass. Full Seinfeld. Did he say, did he go pass? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Next question. Next question, please. Smack I want to hear, I want to hear a man like refusing to answer. Like, you be, this is now two te- texts in a row that have used the exact word refusing to answer. Did he literally say that? I got to know. So the next texter says what, what happened. Paul Rogers did a few minutes later ask KP what he had cleaned up, and KP said something like, quote, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. It says, more importantly, please read my last text, which says, KP spirit children apprentices were victorious last night. Now we all must pay homage to the spirit children gods. They have requested Mike read the spirit children anthem in his Mickey Mouse voice. I can't. I'm not, that's way too. There's a legit spirit children anthem. Is it off the movie? Like the? Well, I'm thinking, I don't know why I think it's right, a song in a forty year old virgin. We're gonna we're gonna do this. All right, here, ready? We must all pay homage to the spirit children, fighter of the moon, children, emperor of the sun. Ah. Spirit children, dance and play with unified glee and love. Moon children, fear the stars, pay homage to the dark, and are ruled by the lunar gods, including that dastardly rascal Konsu, the little minx, Kolyao Chuhui. And the irresponsible Sukuyoma Nobi Koto. Kakaw, kakaw. Kuhudu, kuhudu. It has been written. It has been said. It is so. Sounds like a Thundercat script. You happy with what you just made me do? Ooh. It's the low point of my 10 year career in radio. I'm glad. I think I'm just a, saying something. You're a part of like eight of those top 10. 
You're not wrong. <laughs> at least if I'm not number one, I don't care. <laughs> Texture says, great, Kenny. You're cleaning up all these mysterious off-court issues. Do you plan on addressing the on-court issues at any point? <laughs> That's, that, Texture, I would have died if that had been an extra question in the press conference. Texture says, I cannot believe that Payne said, quote, I could sit here and talk strategy at the post-game presser last night. We have literally been begging you to talk some kind of strategy since day one because we still have no idea what the hell it is, and a lot of the players seem to be in the same boat. Yeah, he said he, he was like he's like I could sit here and talk strategy, but at the end of the day, like we just needed a win was, the, was sort of the quote. And I, I, like I'm like the texture. I was like, could you? Because I I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear that sometime. Like please. I got I got maybe fifty bucks for the next report that gives that exact quote question to Kenny. Kenny, great cleaning up all this mysterious off the court issues. Do you plan on addressing the on-court issues at any point? Texas says, what is he fixing now with players that he pretty much all brought in himself? That's another question I think we would love to ask, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, just tell us. Like, you know, it's like this whole, <laughs> like, you know, it's like somebody who's like, that really bad thing that happened to me, uh, you know, thankfully, like, Jeff was there for me, really helped me out. I'm not going to talk about it, but... That thing, like, just keeps bringing it up. Keeps li- like, just talk about it. Like, just let us know so we can move on. Like, what happened that was so bad that you're still fixing it? And what have you done that you're bringing it up at every press conference? Just lay it out, and then we can move on, maybe. Texas, that spirit children reading is the only good thing that KP has given us. I don't feel good about it. I didn't like doing it. I thought it was a little dirty, but no. I, mean, I don't even know what I just did. If it brings us a win over Chattanooga, I'm good with it. I wonder if we're reading that we're, like, angering spirits. Maybe. Wouldn't be the first time on the show. Texas, do you have any sympathy for DeAndre Williams after the NCAA denied him his 10th year of eligibility at Memphis State? No, he started playing basketball the same time Donovan Mitchell did. We don't need 27-year-olds playing college basketball. We don't need 27-year-olds who <laughs> had no Army experience, like no like leave or whatever, playing college basketball. There's got to be a cutoff point at some point. The kids need to leave the house. Make them grow up. Texas, let's not forget the bad clock management at the end of the first half that gave UMBC an open look for three. You'd have thought this would have been addressed during halftime. I forgot about that. There were so many things to nitpick that, yeah, I mean, we we didn't hold for the last shot at the end of the half. It, first of all, they didn't hold for the last shot. They could have. They launched a pass that was like 40 feet over the dude's head and, and went out of bounds. So we had a chance to hold for the last shot. We took a terrible shot with like 12 seconds left. Then they got a good look at a three that, that could have uh, allowed them to have even more momentum. It was just neither team exactly covered itself in glory last night. Fantastic game. 94-93. Texas, after watching last night, how is Trey White the only player in Trevor's doghouse? I didn't say he was alone. He is the he is the, he, the leader of the of the dog pound. Right Who's now. number two? Doghouse rankings. It's, it's, I think it's a, a tied for the field, maybe. You know, uh, um, I mean, I was I was gonna guess BHH or Scott Clark. I feel like you. Well, CBHH at least tried to show some heart last night. He did in, late in the second half. He did. Yeah, Clark though. The thing about Clark though is he is he kind of what I saw is what I expected. Kind of just another like L. Ellis type kind of performance. Just like you know, he's gonna just. I don't know. I you know honestly, I don't know. If maybe Evans were just being totally lost in the pick and roll. Stop. Don't we we don't talk about Dennis like that on this show. I try not to. Stop. We're going to break. Five o'clock hour is on the way next. We got a short five o'clock hour as we get ready for Indiana versus Florida Gulf Coast here on fourteen fifty the Big X. Keep it locked right here. The Mike Rutherford Show continues next.
Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry this feels like a disingenuous song to be playing this right now. This is like perfect for this game model, right? Well, yeah, except like we're sitting here very much worrying about what happened but last night. he's telling night. you, don't worry. Just be happy that well, you Well, we're worry. trying. And people are, don't worry. But the text line is not happy. I'm, I'm not happy. Be happy. We've, we, we are celebrating the fact that Louisville won a basketball game and is above 500 for the first time in 22 months. But... Hey, Bobby McFerry can play guard. Not exactly. An overly encouraging victory last night. We've got a, a very short 5 o'clock hour here. We've got the, you know, we're the home of IU basketball. So at 526, we've got to get out of here and get ready for Indiana opening up its season against Florida Gulf Coast tonight at 630. The tip-off will happen on the Big Ten Network. But, of course, we expect you to listen to it right here on 1450 The Big X. So we'll, we'll, we had a bunch of texts. We'll try to get through as many as we can Let's go. in a short amount of time and then make some predictions for tonight's games. We've got football tonight as well. There's a lot going on. It's a great time of the year. Texture says 502-414-1450. A core of four gets eight and six in ten minutes last night. Bad matchup against Kentucky Wesleyan, my ass. We're a matchup team. <laughs> Wesleyan, you know, they lose to Western Kentucky by a billion last night. They're an exhibition program. We're their Super Bowl. That's what happened. That's that's who they are. So don't 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 question these things. Texture says, uh, are we going to have to actually root for UK to beat Bama? I think I am. Oh man. I haven't even thought we we've spent so much time thinking about Kentucky ruining like our outside playoff shot, what if Kentucky actually got us into the playoff by beating Bama? That would be incredible. That would be... You can't even celebrate your win over Bama. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Texas, could somebody tell Kenny that we won last night's game on talent alone? We kind of did. I mean, of course sh- we, we did. We should. It's UMBC, for God's sake. That was the problem, though, is we had to resort to it. You shouldn't have to resort to. I mean, not for not to win the game. Maybe you know, maybe to get ahead or just stretch, it stretches. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's and we're not going to get that in every game. I, I I liked. I mean, there were some people last night who were like, "You can't judge UMBC off last year's team. They have eleven new players." And I was like, "Look at where the eleven play. It's not like you know our our transfers. Like he averaged fifteen points at Arizona State. It's all guys that were averaging terrible." Stats for terrible teams. Who's the guy dropped fifty or, or something at his school? They they mentioned that a few times. In high school. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Kent was like, if you score forty six at any level, you can really score. I was like, eh. I missed that part. Okay, never he mind. Scored forty six in high school. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I thought he did it in Division two college or something. I was like, well, it's a D two, but you know we can no, beat D two. It was anyway. a, that was a high school game. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> Texas, you're rooting against Bama. We have to root for UK. Gross. I mean, if we win Thursday, I start to I, 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 look. I won't actively root for Kentucky, but I wouldn't hate if they won. I mean, because Bama, just... Bama will have to play Auburn, but Auburn's not good. I don't think they. I don't know who that other team is left on their schedule. Like, we need Bama to lose. They play Kentucky, Chattanooga, and Auburn. Yeah, we kind of have to hope that UK wins. I guess. I mean, we got other teams that can lose other than Bama, though. Texas, it looks like according to Wikipedia, Joker and the Thief is used by the Chicago Bears, Kansas State football, and both Tennessee and Oregon football every game. So UofL fans definitely can't claim it as our song. Yes, we can. I mean, it's, it is. They don't use it the way that we do. But like, it, it, the thing is, is, though, is they're really an original song played almost anywhere. 
And no. don't all schools use like the same like same like ten songs kind of rotation? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. we use you know like like right now on third down music. I'm sure other teams use it before too. Like, I mean, I was like I said, I was watching the Eagles game and I heard him play Joker and Steve like twice. Texas a core of four had eight and six. I thought he played well. I thought he did. In I mean, 10 minutes. He, he, fine, yeah. he upped the energy level. Texas tried to go over the schedule last night and be as optimistic as I could, and I only see eight, maybe nine wins. I mean, yeah, if you're basing it off last night's performance, then it's it's a scary outlook. Texas, as crazy and scary as it is, people are using last year as the standard. This is terrible basketball, and it's not what building anything worthy of Louisville basketball looks like. I was looking at some of the, the old stats that I used for the preview pieces when I was writing about last night's game. And it's like, I mean, we have won, even we went two and five last year in non-conference home games. Even with that, even with five losses, we're, we, we've won 91 out of the 100 non-conference home games we've played inside the KFCM Center. Like, we had not lost a non-conference home game in November since 1975, before two years ago. And we've lost six since then. Beating UMBC by one at any other point in my life, even when we had quote unquote bad teams, like seven seed teams, or even the, the the crumb teams that missed the NCAA tournament, if we'd beaten UMBC by one, like nobody would be celebrating it. Everyone would be like, this sucks. What's going on? This is terrible. Going to be a long year. Like it is crazy just how much the last couple of years has broken us a little bit. And I'm, I mean, I'm just so ready to get this thing back to being where it's supposed to be. I mean, I look at some of the numbers and I'm like, I remember being upset that we were only like number 15 in the country and winning these games by 25 points and nitpicking stuff there. And it just is, I never thought I'd see UofL basketball this low. It sucks. I hate it. I hate it. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm driving home and see an Allen electrical truck in the neighborhood, I kind of <laughs> smile because I know they're getting the best. Then I realize I'm a Louisville basketball fan and my smile disappears. I uh, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. That guy's delivery is fantastic. He should be in movies. Cast that man. I'm a head coach of Louisville basketball. I uh, I kind of smile. Take this Trevor's busted recliner can now be used to hold the drone. <laughs> Which happens first? You fly the drone or you fix the recliner? Oh, the drone. You're not. You're never gonna fly that drone. I'm probably never gonna fix the recliner. Exactly. And if you do fly the drone, it's going to go the way of the recliner and get busted in five seconds. <laughs> Texas, you have to put the same bet on every single U of L men's b-ball game this season. What bet would yield the most profit all told? It can be any type of bet, spread, money line, a specific prop, but it must be the exact same bet for each game. I, I would take the opponent opening segment to cover the spread, whatever that is, because we are the slowest starting team in America. That or like the the first two segments, like the under eight timeout spread. That's what I would tell people because we suck at the beginning of games. We did all last year. <laughs> Texas TK is welcome to be an IU fan just for this season. I heard you were taking the Hoosiers tonight. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know if I can be an IU fan for all season, but I will be on games I bet for them. You can't, you know, you can't cheer for IU. I'm not cheering for IU. The only time I cheered for IU, like, like, like actually put on behind it is when they'd play UK. Texas, I saw encouraging things last night. The talent is there. Can they do anything with it to pull off a miracle? Nolan is the key. Oh boy. Um, I do agree with the like when I watch this team play. Like there are parts there. There are parts there where I'm like, if we had a really good coaching staff, I feel like we could be a legitimately decent team. Like I feel like we could be an NCAA tournament team. Like 
I see enough. I mean, like Sky Clark ran the show effectively last night. I do. Th- I mean, Dennis Evans is seven three. He can definitely alter shots. I think you. Mike James is a solid wing piece. Caleb Williams, uh, Curtis Williams. We saw flashes of him in the exhibition game, the first one. Like, there's enough there for this team to be upper half team in the ACC. I just have no faith in, in the staff's ability to make it happen, especially after watching what we watched last night. Texas, I see so many people here focused on the player out of bounds, but that play never even happens if the ref blows the whistle at the other end on the assault by White. Oh, yeah. We kind of do that. They both were hilarious. Doesn't, like, one cancel out the other, though? Sure. Yes. We deserved it. All the dudes have to do is make the free throw. We go to overtime. Yeah, they got the same opportunity we did. They, they, they ref looked the other way on, a, on an infraction. Bro. That's a little bit different because ours was a four-point swing. Like, if, if it gets fouled, they're shooting free throws. If they don't call it, we get two points. So, a little bit different. Shut up, Mike. We, it's Denny Crumb night, for God's sake. Yeah. We, we, I'm not going to complain. I'm not, not going to feel bad about that. It was Denny Crumb night. Just say yes, Trevor. You're right. Yes, Trevor. You're right. Thank you. Texture says, Payne had hundreds and hundreds of people call him about the big win. Oh, God. He's going to say that, isn't he? <laughs> but he doesn't listen to the- I love that he'll give you examples of people complaining about things, but Bradry tells you he doesn't listen to complaints. He doesn't listen to complaints. He's going. He'll have his press conferences availability on Thursday, I guess, for the Chattanooga game. Someone's going to ask, you know, has anybody reached out to you about the game? He's going to say hundreds of people have called him. I can't wait. It's the new Rick Pitino, toughest first round opponent I've ever played. That's his. He <laughs> did mention that his team is way better than people think. He did have Pitino on that one last night. Texas says, good gravy. Trevor said, hyperbolic instead of hyperbolic. I do love you, though, Trevor. Look, you can't you can't expect Trevor to pronounce hyperbolic correctly. Yeah, I dropped the P. Yeah. I didn't have to P. What can I say? Well, you dropped more than just the P. <laughs> you dropped the P and the E and the R. Just went right to hyperbolic. That's me. Texas says, I'm 83% sure that if you can make a hot air balloon in the style of a glow jersey, you can travel through time. Balloon glow. That's 83%. Look, we do well with glows. This is going to be a great recruiting weekend for us. It's like the balloon glow. It's just going to be on the field. It's going to be fantastic. Bring basketball recruits. We'll get this thing back on track. Texas, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is in the Barnes & Noble parking lot. I just thought you should know. Is it really? Like, which, which, which Barnes & Noble? The one on I think there's a, Denver I think, Road? I think the one in the summit is the only one that's active anymore. And they're going to like totally redo it. Isn't there one over by Plainview, though? Is that one still around? I thought is that, that a Barnes and Noble though, or is it something else? It was, it was Barnes and Noble for it, it, up until like the last couple of years. I know. I thought it was still there. I could. Be it might still. Yeah. Be there. So he just texted in the plain view one. one. Yeah. All right. See, so yeah, I knew. All right. Yeah. Texas says Mike never do that again. That's not far from here. Let's go. Blame the texture. Don't blame me. Texas the spirit children reading is the only good thing that KP has given us. See, differing opinions. <laughs> Texas KP using a cluster bleep win over UMBC to sort of flex with his fixed question comment and then not answer it when actually asked has only made me more pessimistic on what's to come. I told you, it was like, you know, he just didn't need to do it. Like it's, I'm hearing him give the answer. I'm like, okay, okay. There's a T in there somewhere. What? Nothing going. No, there's no T in pessimistic. Well, there is, but I thought it was the, uh, earlier in the word. You thought it was pestimistic? <laughs> like pest control? Moving on. We have text to read, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> Texture says, okay, Mike, points well made. On the other hand, we hit three or four of the wide-open three-pointers we had, which would have been closer to our expected season average. No one is talking about this game except to say, okay, let's get better next game. You know what that text says to me? 
Got to make shots. Got to make shots. Well, got you got Texas right. I don't know if you heard, but the key, a lot of the key to winning is making shots. People keep telling me I'm wrong year after year after year, and I just I will double down, I'll triple down, I'll quadruple down. Trev, you've got to make shots in are you, basketball. Are you in the wall. I'm banging on the I'm banging oh, on the table. Here. I was gotta like, make. I was like, I'm is, passionate about this. No, I'm looking around over here. Gotta make shots. Texas, how the hell is Samuel Williamson still playing? I was nine when he started, and now I am so old. What was he I didn't saying? play this year, though. He's not playing this year, right? He is playing for SMU this year. This will no. be his last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He played last night for them. I thought last was. No, this is last year. He's got COVID year. He and Josh Nickelberry have one last dance. And Quinn Slizinski. All in the same class. All have one more year. Quinn, I told you, had 18 points last night. He had the best night of all the, the former Louisville players playing their first game of the season. 18 points for West Virginia in their victory over Missouri State. Sam had, I think, like six points, eight rebounds, a uh, few assists. He was kind of all over the place. Jalen Withers only had four points for North Carolina in, in his first game, played only 15 minutes. L. Ellis was solid, not spectacular. Eight points, uh, one steal, four assists, three turnovers in Arkansas's win. Sidney Curry had eight points and nine rebounds. Devin Ree, four points for Louisiana Tech. Fabio Basile, six points for UT Arlington. Kamari Lance, Josh Nickelberry, and Gabe Wisnitzer will all play their season openers tonight or tomorrow. I'm curious to see how Kamari, I think out of all the guys, obviously I'm curious to see how L does at Arkansas. I'm very curious to see what Kamari Lance does at, as their, does at Arizona State because I think he could have been a really good player for yeah, us. Yeah, that one, that one uh, I agree. Also, I'm starting to wonder, I wonder who the oldest player to ever play a D1 basketball game was. Well, I think there was a guy who like was like 35, but if we're talking about consecutive years, I think the, the DeAndre Williams was going for it this year at Memphis. Was he? To be 27. I, I always called the Jess Settles because I think he played for like six years in a row too. And that was in a time when you didn't get all the right. six years. Nowadays, everyone's playing six years. Yeah, that was that was when it was exceptional. Texas has blessed Jody Demling's heart for trying to sell the fans on Danilo Yovanovich on the broadcast. He looked so lost and confused during his three minutes on the court. I genuinely felt bad for Jody, how inept he was. Jody was trying to trying to be po- Mr. Positive last night a lot. He was being a little, little Mr. Positive, which is fine. Is Karan Davis just like done? Are we just never going to see Karan again after the— I mean, we barely saw Carlos. Who's Carlos? Or, <laughs> the baby. Whoever's Williams. Curtis? <laughs> Carlos. You were so confident. We barely saw Carlos. I had Hurt? Pick, I don't know why I had to pick— this is I said that I pictured the kid from Hangover. The baby. <laughs> I had no his idea. His name is Carlos. I legitimately had no idea what we were talking about. Well, maybe if we'd seen more of him, I'd remember his name. <laughs> we did not see much of Curtis Williams. Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. A new nickname is born. Texas, have you all seen the new show called The Patino Chronicles that's coming out November 13th on YouTube and Twitter? It's on the Fox College Hoops Twitter page. No. Is real, right? I'm, I think it is. They're having a. He did the. You said he, he rang the bell at the stock market exchange like uh, last week. Did he? That's cool. He's, they're very much hyping Patino. Texas, there's not one rational scenario where Louisville makes the playoff. Teams blown out by two win teams don't make the playoffs. I mean, tell it to the, the every national college football writer and every predictive model that has like a 7% chance. Yeah. Yeah. I'd think we got. Texas, did you hear it took a pep talk from Siva at half in the hallway to get them going? Another sign that KP can't motivate these kids. I heard it. I saw somewhere where somebody said Siva did have a talk with him, but I don't know. Siva's been very much around the team throughout the entire summer. Like, very, like they, you know, they, they've used him as sort of that in that Dion Branch role. That Interim coach, football. is what you're saying? I mean, I wouldn't hate it. But he, I guess he went to the team in the tunnel at the half and was basically like, play like this is your like last game of the year. Like, play like this is the postseason. Play like everything because it kind of does. Like, you need to win this game. And Mike James said whatever he said really, really motivated him. Texas Mike, we have the best coaching staff in America. 
It was Kenny Payne's quote, I believe. It was Kenny Payne's phone? It's his quote. No. I said it was Kenny Payne's phone. <laughs> Kenny's texting in the show now. Texas says, us spending time practicing that last play actually explains an awful lot. I want to see what that practice looks like. It's like, now you're going to lose it. Now you're going to mug him. Now that there's no call. Keep playing. Keep playing. JJ, get in the spot. Don't worry about deep ending down another end. They're going to be out of bounds. <laughs> I would just love it. Texas, I feel like people aren't remembering the first four to five games last year. They keep saying if this team gets down double digits last year, they just quit. This team showed fight and came back. But every one of those games, they fought back in them. They didn't start quitting until they were playing actual Power 5 quality teams that they couldn't come back against. It's, it's a fair point. Like we've, you know, I think we are trying to rewrite history. They were down 12 with five minutes to go against Bellarmine, fought back, lost by one. They were down uh, to App State pretty much the entire game by double digits, fought back, had a Thought they won it. The the, the, the game winner got waved oh, off. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, yeah. Wright State was the one that we were down pretty much the entire – we were up pretty much the entire game and, and let that one slip away. Yeah. I think I've just repressed the first three games from last year. Forgive me for I'm not remembering that. all of last year. Texas, I don't understand why everyone thinks Nolan is a star coach in the waiting. Is it because he went to Duke? <laughs> Didn't have the reputation for being a star coach in the waiting. Texas, that was a recruiter, wasn't he? he wasn't, recruiting he was, is supposed to be the big Yeah, that's what I thought. Texas says it's actually Dr. Samuel Williamson now. <laughs> Texas says, I'll get to see the fighting Samuel Williamson's in person when SMU plays at Murray next month, which will be weird to see. I watched I watched like the SMU play a couple of, they weren't very good last year, so I had no reason to watch them. But I watched them play, I think, a couple of times. Like his he just like doesn't look to score. He kind of tries to do the um the the Ben Simmons thing in the NBA where he's like just like rebounding and passing and, and only taking layups like his game his offensive game his I think his confidence is so low he, he looks like a totally different guy than what we saw early on in his career at Louisville way back in like 1962. <sighs> Texas when he, when he was a teammate of Kenny Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says I'd rather listen to Sarah Michelle Geller give us her CW Buffy dagger through the heart sealed the win play of the game than have to listen to Jody talk up every player on this team like we're watching. The 2012-13 squad. It's an automatic nope from me, dog. Mute that ish. I mean, it's just, he's doing what he's he's doing. What he's supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, you can only. I, I know it's it's got. I mean, there's a part of him has to be in the back of his head, also laughing at what he's saying in some ways. Because I mean, and I'm not saying they're in his ear like Vince McMahon, be like, say this, say that. But I mean, he's told you know, don't. He knows if he says too ne- is too negative, then they're probably not going to have him back. Well, I mean, it's working for him. He's getting – you guys use him a lot. He didn't do that bad. I think he can do it. Yeah, I've got no problem with what Jody does, and I, I, I love Kent, too. I just thought some of the timing of his comments were, like, as good as they can – like I said, like, when like, we can do that, they can do that whenever they want. Like, we're down by 12 to the beats to the Boston, Baltimore County, okay? Clearly, we can't do whatever we want. Texas says, have you heard the rumor that uh, Carlos and Kenny Payne got into a fight in practice? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we see a lot of Curtis Carlos? I don't know. I don't know. Texas, it's Fabio Basile 2 starring Karan Davis. Uh, odd, maybe Steve should be one of the coaches instead of Jamison or Milt. I am I, happy with Peyton Steve doing whatever he wants to around the program. I love him. He's the best. He's awesome. The more that he's involved, the better to me. Texas, the Allen Electric guy versus Trey Ryan from Cluckers. Who you got? No, oh, Allen Electric guy. Sorry, Trey. His delivery is incredible. I mean, not that Trey's isn't. But Trey, I mean Trey, introducing himself to do the the Cluckers commercial is the best <laughs> is the best part of any commercial that we have on this. Ah, hour. but that guy in the other commercial, his name is Alan Electric. Yeah, that's good too. 
Texture says, do you believe Clay Travis when he says that the sole reason he's being audited is because he's a Trump supporter? I mean, I could have stopped you after those first five words. No. Yeah, you would. I would have stopped yourself. To, I've, he's posted multiple times that that quote is not even close to truth. Texas he's being audited because of, like, he's, he's come out publicly and says he's being audited because of his radio show, nothing to do with Trump. Texas, I'm just picturing Trevor looking like E. Honda from Street Fighter with a man bun. <laughs> Last. Lastly, never forget, if they're all stuck together, it counts as one nacho. <laughs> Texas, I've heard that Carlos is actually hooking up with Curtis's girlfriend. There it is. <laughs> There's the rumor. It's out there. It's why they only won by one last night. Uh, we've got to- Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Curtis. Curtis is like, what? how could my night be any worse than not playing for 10 minutes yesterday? Some- now I'm being called Carlos. God, the radio's <laughs> calling me Carlos. Uh, we got hot, hot maxion tonight. Hot and heavy. Three games. We'll pick one here. How about 7-30, Ohio versus Buffalo. Ohio 6-3 and three overall, 3-2 three and two in the MAC. Buffalo 3-6, and six, but 3-2 three and two in the MAC as well. Ohio is a 7.5-point road favorite at UB Stadium in Buffalo. TK, who you got? Always fade me on the MAC weekday games. Um, I'm going to take – where's it at? It's at Buffalo. At Buffalo? Then I'm going to go take Buffalo. I've got uh, – I think Buffalo wins, Ohio covers on the road. I mean, I mean, Ohio wins, but Buffalo covers the spread. Okay. 9 o'clock ESPN College Hoops. Auburn is on the road taking on number 20 Baylor. It's, I say on the road. It's actually at the Stanford Pentagon, Stanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Auburn, despite not being the ranked team, is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears. TK, who you like here? Auburn versus Baylor in South Dakota. There's a dream. Um <laughs> I'll take Baylor. Which fan base cares the least? I mean, could you put any worse place to stick this game between these two teams? I think Baylor's a little bit dinged up going into this game. I do think that Bruce Pearl will get the most out of this Auburn team that doesn't have a ton of success. I think Baylor wins and covers here. I mean, I think that that's, I mean, Auburn being a one and a half point favorite, I don't understand. I'm with you. Baylor money line. Bet Baylor. Bet UC Irvine, San Jose State, lock it up. We got Indiana Hoosiers basketball coming your way next. The Hoosiers opening their season against Florida Gulf Coast. Keep it right here for that. Enjoy your Tuesday night. We'll see you guys back here at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Somebody Go Cards. came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. Keep it locked on Kentucky Atlas only locally owned sports talk. 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio. WXVW Jeffersonville.